Welcome to the Joy of Film Podcast, episode 10. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And uh, we are being interrupted by the small refrigerator in the room. Um, <laughs> this is what mildly. happens when you when our studio is my room. This so is this is definitely what happens. Deal with it, you know? Exactly. We're, <laughs> we, we, we are doing our best. Yeah. Um, but if you hear any groaning, um, it's not Kevin. Yeah, it's yeah, the refrigerator. Sorry, yeah. I mean, it might be. I mean, it might be. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's, why, true. that's why I you made it You might as well own it. Right? That's why I made it go off of that time. You can't, there's no way to tell. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, we are doing a film episode the same way we might do a TV episode or a gaming episode. And we are going to just talk about the stuff that we've been watching. So, it is Christmas slash holiday slash winter season for film. Yeah. And that means tons of great movies come out. Mm-hmm. It's... I'd say summer is a big season for film, but so is winter. Maybe even more so winter. Summer lately. can be... It depends on the type of film you want. Winter, yeah, really is, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. winter is the award bait season. Yeah. Not that we yeah. are the biggest well, for those. What yeah. I like about 12 winter... 12 Years a Slave is going to come out yeah. in winter, right? Well, that's why... Winter, I think, unless it, I'm wrong about that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, that's why I like about winter. It's a nice culmination of, like, you still get some blockbusters, um, and you know, some franchise heavy hitters, and then you get a lot of the Oscar bait ones, you know, coming out. And um, Yeah, this one, I mean... For although, while this year hasn't been the best in my eyes, mm-hmm. there are some good ones going out right now. I mean, um, we've got Passengers to look forward to, Silence, which we'll be talking about. There's a lot of um, weird ones coming out that are like Passengers. La La Land. There's a lot of weird stuff yeah. like pa- yeah. Passengers coming out. Like pa- I'll give you two movies that just like I have no idea what to expect. Passengers yeah. and Mrs. Sloan or Miss Sloan. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck are either of those movies? I guess I, didn't, I haven't looked into them Passengers either. Passengers is so. the big sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so no, is yeah. Arrival's the big sci-fi. I no, mean, but it's like the Chris Chris uh, Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence big sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, right. You know, the, the big, young, hot it people. Yeah, okay. Everyone, everyone, is, gonna, couple, everyone is gonna see it because they're in it. Uh, oh, you know, okay. I just had the okay. you have the big season, then you have January, which is the dumping grounds. It would be it would be an interesting episode. I'm throwing this idea out there to just look at like the past twenty years and pick our favorite January releases to Ooh, see. That what? would be awesome. No, that is a great idea. <laughs> not not least of which because I don't know. I mean, are other people doing that? If they aren't, that would be really. Cool I don't know. It's at. usually the dumping ground. So I, like Deadpool obviously just came out. Deadpool and Kingsman have kind of made February would, a little more. Yeah, well, that, that being, yeah, yeah. But, but in both of those cases, I think like maybe like, those no for Kingsman, it wasn't the plan. No, no, but but those so those months are becoming a little more viable. But January is still that. Let's just hope nobody remembers these movies yeah, this yeah, time yeah, of year. Yeah, much. It's, it's so it would true. be interesting to look at those. It's also, That'd the month cool. I was born in, and a month I feel nice. very strongly about. Ooh, ooh, and I just found out. I'm telling you what, not to not to go into gaming at all, but Resident Evil Seven is coming out. This this game has been like just. They showed like one weird trailer for it, and then nothing, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, it's coming out January twenty fourth, my birthday." So I'm nice. really, really pumped about that. Yeah. And all of a sudden it looks good. So that's nice. I got a birthday present, but it is not film related. No, yeah. but but yeah, no, that actually would be not the worst after our, our film of the year episode, of course. Well, not of a course. bad way to start the year off next time. No, uh, but anyway, as for today, yeah, we're looking at what we've been watching. Uh, which is a lot of films. Yeah, uh, we're gonna look at what trailers have come out recently, and then a few other news stories um, because they're yeah. usually related to uh, big tentpole things like superhero movies. Actually, I think that's exactly what they're about. The, yeah, because it's super. As we, I think we said on the last TV episode, superheroes are escape inescapable. They, they really, uh, really are. I mean, there's like so many, so much more. I mean, now, now with this announcement, of this is sort of film related. Let me start off with this. Well, why don't we kick right into it? And by the way, after this, after we talk about news, we're going to run into the movies we've seen recently. I think you just said yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's a good segue. Inhumans, right? 
So this is a TV show that's been announced now, but it was going to be a movie. So now it's going to be a TV show, and not only that, but they're actually going to play the first two episodes in In theaters or something like that? What's going on here? Well, uh, from the sound of it, they're going for the, a slightly bigger budget feel for this. Okay. Uh, Maybe because of the segue f- or the transition? You know, possibly from, from, part from of that. TV I show? think it's a shorter run season. It's eight episodes, so it's yeah. taking that. I believe it's going to take the Agent Carter slot again next year. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how they're running it yet. Well, you don't know, if, um, or, 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 or has there been an update on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, there hasn't been anything yet. But again, it's only eight episodes, so however they're planning S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever next year. I mean, we don't know yet. They could... I mean, there's no slot if there's no S.H.I.E.L.D. There's though. no slot if there's no S.H.I.E.L.D., that's true. They could announce something entirely different for... Uh, I mean, we'll start hearing more rumblings of actual new projects in the next couple of months as far as like what we can expect next fall when pilot season really gets going. Right. But, uh, for now, it's it's the first new project they've announced since The Punisher, um, and it's the first new project they've announced uh, since Mockingbird was canceled on... A- or Most Wanted was canceled on ABC before it's premiered. Big mistake. Um, I didn't see the pr- pilot, but... I think that was probably a mistake, but whatever. Eh, who knows? They do what um, they want. So, like, Legion, that motherfucker is like, all go ahead, but most wanted? No. Um, not who to knows? stick too long to this, we, they did announce a showrunner for uh, Inhumans, which is Matthew Buck, who is also the Iron Fist showrunner. Which so. is interesting. And I saw him being interviewed. He's an older gentleman, which surprised me, like, because Iron Fist is such, like, a young demo. You know, and, and that's the big thing about the movie. So it was, like, Jeff Loeb and Buck. Like, and Jeff Loeb's, like, 85. I mean, he's not, but, like, he might as well be 80 fucking He's, a, he's, a, he's been he's around a while. I mean, yeah. the, so these dudes are, like, that are, like, helming, you know, these really youthful well, Loeb franchises. Well, helms all of the Marvel TV. Understood, yeah. understood. Yeah, 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 what I was yeah. telling you, I saw oh, a yeah, clip. Yeah, 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 when you yeah, add yeah. him yeah. and Buck together, like, <laughs> you have 150 years of life on that stage, you know what I mean? It's like, holy <laughs> shit. A Buck may not be as old as he looks, no offense, Buck. Actually, that I would take huge offense if I heard that, sorry. Um, but but regardless, he's not as young as I expected. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of these guys you'll see they're in their mid thirties, early forties. This guy, maybe he's in that. I don't know. But but anyway, it's it certainly isn't like a, a fresh out of film school, um, right. The kind of thing that a lot of the Marvel movies have right, had right, right. lately. Yeah. You know, these people that well, are showrunners tend to be older. Okay, uh, you need All the right. experience. I mean, if you look at you any do. of the, it's it's like running a corporation. They say yeah. they say running a show, being a showrunner. I mean, more so than being a movie director, you are. You know, it is the closest thing to being a movie director I mean, in TV because because in TV the directors maybe do one episode. They don't have any of the vision of the show. They're not responsible for that as much unless you have something like you look. Mr. Yeah, I Robot. mean, you look at any showrunners; they tend to be mid thirties at the youngest. It's true. Uh, you it's know, true. You look at Melissa Rosenberg, who does Jessica Jones, or Stephen Denight. When yeah, that's the one I'm thinking Daredevil. of. Daredevil. Yeah, he's like thirty five, right? Isn't he? Maybe forty one. He's been around a while. I mean, he was an angel writer. I would guess he's forty. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. That's, um, I don't know. And he's Sarah Sorry, Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon. Yeah, all these people. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know why I think it was. Joss might have been. No, I mean, even he was at least in his a man that only 30s. needs one name. No, only one name. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's something you build up to. They're not going to give a show running position probably to a. Twenty-two no, year it's old. True. Mickey yeah. uh, Mickey Holler, I think, was his name. He was uh, he was the guy who the, who did um, Extant, and like even him, like they brought in a showrunner to like make it with him. 
So yeah. anyway, a, a so, TV so, aside. TV aside, yeah, that that had a connection though. It was going to be a film, so obviously now and it's going to be sort of in theaters. Yeah. So that's yeah. filmic. We're going to roll into our Lethal Weapon review for the week and right. talk about yeah. the newest. That episode. is the funniest thing. Every time I go on IGN, there's a new fucking Lethal Weapon review. There is no review of any other show in like their main feed, but Lethal Weapon always has the slot. It's like Riggs is doing this with his family issues this week, and I never read them, but I read the little blurbs. Sure. It looks good, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. All right, moving on. And best shows inspired by movies. I'm coming up with ideas all of a sudden. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but is, is getting to actual mo- or full-on movie news, I guess to say. Uh, Spider-Man, which we'll yeah. be talking about yeah. in a little bit. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming already has a sequel set for 2019. Yeah. Uh, which is the first new Marvel movie we've had announced officially in a while since that uh, big list came out. Really, well, was actually, Cap- was Captain Marvel like the only other one on that we had? Well, no, like they, they made a I huge know there was a big list, list, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah, started like, deleting things from the list. Right, right. But I don't think there were any additions. The, only, was the, that the, the last point? thing that got added was way back in, I think, just over a year ago when they officially added Ant Man and the Wasp. That's okay. Yeah. Since okay, then, yeah. we haven't really heard anything, any more rumblings. And again, yeah. these are movies out till 2019. Right, so it's right. It's not yeah, like yeah. we needed to hear more yet. None of these films are really. In well, when I got coming out a year, you know. Yeah, they, that may be true, but but because of the nature of the MCU and the fact that characters weave in each other's movies, it becomes more relevant, I guess. It because does. it's like Captain Marvel is not coming out till at least 2018, but you need her cast and you need her in her suit yeah. and ready to rock for the next Avengers movie, yeah. right? So I mean, it, it's interesting to see. Obviously, this is not a huge surprise. Sony's going to keep making Spider-Man. I was a little surprised. Here's what I was surprised about. It shows, in a good way, it shows a lot of confidence. I know you said they have to make Spider-Man movies, and I get that. But it shows a lot of confidence in the franchise and, and, and in the film that is, pro- is now probably shot and mostly cut, right? I mean, the trailer's out, so it's it's got to be most of the way there. And a pretty right. special effects-driven trailer. Right, exactly. Like, like I, I think I might made it. Did I ever talk here on The Dark Tower? Did I ever talk about that? This yeah. is a fun little story. Oh, no, I think you did, yeah, because yeah, you saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. About, about how you see green screen windows. Yeah, yeah, So it yeah, certainly yeah. wasn't that. Right, um, right. This was definitely a very, very feature complete, and, and they have an international trailer, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it was, it shows to me that they have a lot of confidence in this in this franchise, in it, in its stars, and in, in going forward. I sure. mean, just the fact that they want to say, the movie's coming out, and there's another one coming. You know, it's just... That's what they do, though, and that's yes. the thing I point out, because that's what they did with they announced three Amazing Spider-Man follow-ups before Amazing Spider-Man they were, 2 no, came out. No, they were out. trying to build a whole universe. That, that was different. Spider-Man, that was yeah. the Spidey universe. Yeah, but then... Yeah, that's know, like but... the MCU, but everything's Spidey. But then you get Fantastic... Now, this was Fox, but Fantastic Four had a sequel before yeah. that came yeah. out. I mean, it's... it's they. Anyone who holds Marvel rights is very much like, no, we're going to hold on to the Marvel rights. And, and there are a lot of reasons why they do that, even when the films tank. But it is... You know, not a surprise, but now they're kind of working with Marvel, um, and I'm sure they want to make Spider-Man films. And it's also not surprising because the whole point is they want young Spider-Man films. Right. And Tom Holland is going to age eventually. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's only, what, 19 right now? 20? He's one of those dudes, though, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I could see him looking 20 for 10 more years. Yeah. He is twenty though, so it's not like he's okay, a little I see older and sixteen for ten yeah, more years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't know. He could, but he could also right. He could start he could getting change. rough and uh, um, But no, I mean, obviously, he's passed a good chunk of his time to grow, grow growth spurt. Sure. But 
who knows? Uh, so it's it's not surprising to me just because they want to make young Spider-Man movies. They want to get them out fast. And more, more so than anything, you got to remember, this is a universe that respects the fiction. They only have four years while Peter Parker's in high school before the MCU is moving on. Oh, really? So they respect the fiction and give it a, a, a real-world time? Yeah, pretty much. They've, wow. they've kept to it pretty well. Interesting. I didn't know that they were doing real-world time-ish. The only thing that they kind of... The, like that we're now four years past... Avengers, like in real life and in the MCU, I guess. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's. I mean, like that the was only the Civil War. I, I mean, they... Iron Man's the only one where they were like, it was only six months before Iron Man two, and then they Hulk Damn. all happening in the same. That's week. fucking smart. That's fucking smart. I'll tell you, like that heavy lifting really pays because with it, with something as scrutinized as the MCU, man, would people be ripping it like shred to shreds? They already do, and it's really well planned. Right. I mean, you got to do it. For, for people like me, I'm not I love the MCU. I love going to the movies, but I'm not I'm not thinking about like the chronology to that level like I would about some franchises. Um, some of, some and, of it is a little different. Like I know that okay. you know I think some of the shows take place like the, the the Netflix shows. I mean, and again, how connected anything really is that closely. Yeah. A lot of the Netflix shows take place earlier because they all take place closer together than they've actually. And it's a aired. little pre pre superheroish vibe on some of that stuff. I don't know. It's all post-Avengers, but... Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, talk about now. the incident. It's uh, the yeah, one yeah. thing they'll reference. Yeah, it's just weird. That's the, like, they oh, you mean the incidents that, the killed, that, killed, that killed a character that now has a five-season TV show? That incident? Yeah, it's four seasons. Yeah. Anyway, no, but... Hopefully five. Uh, as far as Spider-Man Homecoming, we're going to talk about what we think of what we saw in a little bit. But the other bit of news we've got... Uh, is uh, DC related, and it is uh, yeah. So this is something I was looking at, and that is uh, so I think this was actually back in November that he said it. But the movie is called The Batman, right? Um, I don't think that's news now. Um, but what we know now, and, and maybe we knew this then, but I don't think so, is we know uh, that it has um, upended the second uh, what is it Justice League movie. Well, here's here's what it sort of officially is. It's not. Because there was no hard set time on the Batman, but what it what was the case was they were going to we don't even know if Justice it was going to be back to back production. On yeah, because we don't even know if Justice League Two's date has changed yet because of how far in advance they make these movies. But Justice League is no longer shooting back to back, basically. So they're they're taking right. a break between them. Zack Snyder is, is working on another film. This yeah. one, his passion project, he's been trying to work on forever. Okay. Probably going to be awesome. Yeah, he made Sucker Punch as a passion project. So yeah. where where could he go, dude? <laughs> the dude talk about a dude being given resources that a lot of people in the know would 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 scrutinize giving him. Right? I mean, he's a dude who's just being showered with with pearls, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, what he does with them is 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 his business, and unfortunately, ours too. In many cases, I don't know. I mean, he's. He's a dude at the end of the I don't day. have anything I mean, against Yeah, he's a human personally. as a dude. You know, it's kind of like Tom Cruise, like I was saying before. Like, I like him re- tons in movies, but, like, as a person, not so much. Um, so, it's the reverse with sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, hey, I, I, I'm sure he treats his dog nice and he's a cool dude. But it His basically means, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically means uh, Ben Affleck's going to be at work, man. They got him Batman. Yeah, that's he twenty four seven. He wants to be working. That dude is like, I want to direct everything I'm in, and I want to be in a bunch of shit, and I want to be directing a bunch of shit. And, and he like, does all the he stroke like... my beard and I and ignore my wife. And no, he's like Ryan Gosling. That dude just works. Yeah, there are people that do that, and you know what? Why not? Like, you're only going to be really, really like stunningly attractive. Although Ben Affleck's been pulling it off for a while, you're going to be stunningly attractive for a certain length 
of time. Ben Affleck got more attractive. I into know the two thousand. I know he was a kind of a dude, just a dude. I know he in, in Good Will Hunting. It was just like all right. Now he's like the chin. You know, I mean, it's it's like if there were superheroes. I think there is actually, but you know, he just it's he's only going to be. I mean, unless he just defies all odds. In a, you know, and and just be is, he could gets Clooney. even handsomer and becomes you know the next Connery. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, he probably will. Damn it! But either way, <laughs> in his mind, he does. It's not a sure bet. And so for now, he's going to damn well make as many great movies as he can. He's got carte. Look, think about it. If I, any of us had carte blanche to make whatever the fuck we wanted to make, like how how much we'd be working. You know what I mean? Like how much you'd feel driven. Like like Spider Man wise with great responsibility, right? Or uh, great power. Yeah. So what do you think, though? Is it a big deal that this delay is happening? What does it I say think, about Justice League? I, well, I think we already knew what it was being said about Justice League. You know, we, we already knew that they're losing they're losing faith in him, uh, in, in Zack Snyder to lead their whole franchise. The movies just aren't doing well critically, and, and unfortunately for them, it's hurting their popularity. Uh, even if, let's say, the masses were still coming out to these movies in droves, uh, and, and the 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 critical consensus is hurting that it's damaging that. Pretty soon, popular sentiment is going to fully change on these movies, and they're just going to be they're just going to be dead in the water. And they know it; they see it. Uh, you can't have a movie that every critic hates and that a lot of popular people hate, even if it's making eight hundred and fifty million, because that isn't going to happen forever. And they know it. And so it's weird. It's a really weird situation because the the people inside DC love Zack Snyder and they love his vision. The problem is everybody outside don't. Everybody outside doesn't love it. And so, or a lot of people outside don't love it. And so you have a problem. And then you also have the interesting dichotomy of like movies like Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. I had a girl at work, I always talk about this, but she sits next to me and she's like, the Joker and Harley, they're so sweet and romantic, you know? Like, different people want different things from their movies. We are one group of people that want one set of things, you know, authenticity, at least not a completely dark tone. Uh, you know, it's got to be somewhat true to the comics, got to give us, you know, actually we have a lot of demands if you think about it for what we want. We want a great villain every time and I mean, and it shouldn't be too much to ask, but we have a lot of needs, you know, yeah. and they're trying to juggle all these needs. But anyway, I don't know. The, it's an MCU fan. I'm pretty okay. <laughs> the <laughs> lackluster villain. <laughs> the tides have turned for DC and Zack Snyder. This is certainly not a, a vote of confidence. And all signs indicate that the Batman, which they also announced, Deathstroke is the enemy. Did they already announce that, or are they just? Yeah, that was the. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful cool. on that, just because I like Joe Manganiello. Manganiello uh, from Flash Thompson too. Yeah. Fred, oh well, yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was Flash. He Thompson. was. Yeah, I know. I, I like. I, I love seeing all the Marvel DC crossovers, and you know, when you look at someone who's been in uh, Marvel or DC movie twenty years. On twenty years, yeah, yeah. I, I always think of him as Brad from How I Met Your Mother. Myself. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's. I I wish I could give. I I want to give DC something because I'm like Marvel doesn't have the strongest villains, but the Batman's well, gonna be I, sick. I I will take I will take Yellow Jacket over Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor every time. Oh Jesus! Oh God! That movie! Oh, he's so bad. I saw, oh. every time I surf the internet. I'll see this, you know those like little like things at the bottom of pages, Zergnet and shit, the, like, and they're wildly like, misleading headlines. Right, totally misleading. They'll even have a picture that's not in the story because I've gone to a couple of them. My favorite recent one of that, not to complete, no, it's fine, but where it was like uh, Mark Ruffalo says goodbye to the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't true at all. No, it was that he was done shooting Thor. <laughs> right, 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 and 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 then like he and it was like some like mindless tweet where he's like yeah, yeah. he's like that's the end of this mask for. 
three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like put it on again for some other reason. Yeah. You're so right. But anyway, there was, uh, oh, wow, I, told, I lost my job. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why Jesse Eisenberg single-handedly ruined BVS. You know, and I was like, all right, I didn't click on it, but yeah. I mean, but when I see that, I'm like, I do hate him in that. And I love Jesse Eisenberg, man, in uh, that yeah. movie. I um, am hopeful they'll do Deathstroke well. Again, though, it's it's the problem I have when I'm thinking about the Flash movie. It's like, I watched season two of Arrow and got a really good take on Deathstroke. I know. Well, that's the thing. Recently. That, that's the problem. Well, that's, like, the, that's the thing that, that Affleck said um, about the Deathstroke idea. He said that... Because they were asking him in some IGN video, it was asking him what is you know why Deathstroke you know and and he said well it's just it's a, it's a perfect character to go up against the Batman because the two of them are very similar in capabilities um, they're sort of mirrors of one another in certain ways so he sees them in that capacity and he also says it's just a very rich villain that has never been tapped for any film ever so and I, I had to think about that I was like oh yes that's true. That's He's true. never been in a film. But his profile is up, yet he hasn't been in a movie. I mean, it's it's so, fair. And yes, at the end of the day, more people are going to see that movie than ever watch Arrow. It's just, it's, that, that's why it's like when people complain about the Spider-Man origin getting done and done again. I, I, I get that I complaint. am mad sick of seeing that origin. No, I am too, but at the Saving same Batman. time, that having the two universe, not that I think the TV and movie there should have connected just because the movies are always going to win and that would have been really weird to try and shoehorn the Arrowverse into that, but... Same time, they've done a lot of these characters, and they've done them for the most part really well. But they've also done so many characters; there's not much left. Also, like they'd have to go to some serious D-listers. I mean, anything if they didn't Batman, wanna... though, they have. Ba- I mean, well, I don't want to say they've barely touched Batman, but they because Arrow's touched uh-huh. a lot of Batman. Gotham. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's Gotham. Uh, that's... No. <laughs> I mean, that's a high. Yeah. I mean, it? that's like Bizarro World. It yeah. really is. It's like all of a sudden, what did they do? Like somebody like attacked Poison Ivy and made her age up or something yes. crazy was, like that. She was aged by. Well, Red a, Hood was the speculation for a while. Yeah. Wait, was, what uh, was she aged by? She was aged by an escaped Mich- Indian Hill patient who had a uh, ability wow. that was granted to him that allowed him to steal people's age. Wow. Her life force. I don't, what the uh, fuck? I don't think that was the exact word. motherfucking F. What the fuck is going on with that? That is so ludicrous. And yet, I bet you're still enjoying that show. Yeah. Is it on right now? Uh, no, it's on break now. Most everything's gone on break. Wait, think. wait, but you've started season three. Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. I was waiting to watch it with Kelsey because we were watching it on Netflix and a lot of actually good shows came out like uh, things we watched that for for quality as opposed to for so, so quality me, terrible so, so tell me um what how many episodes have gone on and what's the consensus like critically it's as batshit insane as ever it's actually kind of leaned into it this year like penguins the mayor now and i'm pretty sure spoiler. they're like spoiler yeah spoiler for something that makes no sense on the plus well, side, they've they Earth One material. Yeah, yeah. They've oh. apparently started really playing up the romance between Riddler and Penguin, which is kind of interesting. Well, I will say that is really interesting. This is what they should do. Are you ready for it? It should be Earth Fifty Eight, and it should have nothing to do with any other continuity, so they can actually do shit on that show. Yeah. I mean, they are doing shit, but like they should just say fuck it. Like that dude who ages want... people up needs to go on a rampage. <laughs> 
goes all around Gotham and steals the life force out of everyone, Bruce Wayne included. He goes, no, they killed him right sucks away. Sucks him into Batman. He, he died right away. Oh fuck. Well, wait, oh, wait, they couldn't wait, Bruce is there, wait, wait. Is there a character that can come back? That can bring people back to life? That can bring back to life the life sucking dude? Well, there are several people have already come back to life, so probably yeah. Awesome. So we get people back. We get we get that guy to come back to life, and then he goes and he, he sucks the soul out of Bruce Wayne, and then and then Alfred's already old enough, so he can play the role. But and then like we start the Batman saga, but like an alternate universe. What do you say? That would be something. something. That it wouldn't would be crazier. Yeah, it yeah, would. Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it fits. Also, okay, so going back to Batman, there is, while the title sounds insignificant, it's actually really unique that the article is there calling it the Batman mm-hmm. because um, like I've read Michael Uslan's autobiography, and Michael Uslan is the has been the producer of really uh, he's been the producer of every Batman movie since the Tim Burton Michael Keaton one. Okay. Really, we owe. If there's anyone we owe the pinnacle of comic book movies in this day and age to, it'd be Michael Eastman because that's interesting. He, I mean, um, he. You mean brought, Eastman? Like, and is he is he related to the Ninja Turtles guy? No, no, no. Um, different Eastman. Oh, okay. But um, no, different guy. But um, he made it his mission from a young age to bring Batman to the big screen in a way because he grew up on the Adam West series and he wanted to see Batman done in the way we know him as um, and the comics version and he always wanted to call his first movie the batman um and they call it the strict batman but because that's how he's what he's called in the original detective comics way back in the day and so just as a little yeah a little nerdy side note there that's it's quite significant that it's titled i got another here's where i thought you were going with that it's also very much the frank miller version yeah Miller and all and not to mention uh all-star batman and robin uh, when he goes, I'm the motherfucking Batman. No. Or what, <laughs> what does he say? You know. Jordan knows. I love the book, and yeah, he yeah. knows. What yeah. did he say? It's the goddamn Batman. Oh, God. All right. uh, well, he's the goddamn Batman, regardless. Yeah. But again, that character that he is in that book, in the All-Star, is a lot more similar to Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, Affleck. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, I mean... Oh, that, the freaking... Miller version, yeah. Exactly, both yeah. those versions. But right, it's going right. to be interesting to see. I think that Batman is going to be... Here's my prediction. The Batman is going to be amazing. And people are going to be like, holy shit, like, this is, DC is back, and we're going to read about 100,000 articles about how the DCU is back, and how they should let Ben Affleck do everything. That's exactly what we're going to I think the most viable properties that they have the most potential with are Wonder Woman and Batman, and uh, both are looking good. I mean, granted, Batman Uh, still. Or you've been hearing, we've heard rumblings, Wonder Woman may may not be paradise. Get it, boy! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see next year. When does that come? Summer, right? June? Yeah, summer. June, July. take forever to come out, man. Why is there so freaking take forever? How about February? I want to see it. Like, put it out. God, it pisses me off. It takes forever. <laughs> we'll, see it. well, no, do you remember how long it felt before when BBS was announced, before that fucker came out? They yeah, were they done filming it like... year before. They were done, yeah. They were done yeah. filming that fucker like a year and a half before the movie came out. It yeah. was so annoying. It's yeah. like, why, dude? We want to go right up against it anyway. It pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it for news stories. Yeah. Official, like, straight stories. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, go trailers. trailers. Now we're going to look at trailers, which are relatively newsy. I mean, they tell us things about the movies, and uh, a co- quite a few have come out. I guess we'll start, uh, hype-wise, let's start on the lower end. Transformers has a trailer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I always, and I think this may be, like, the movie that finally is acknowledging it, but I have always wondered, and I think I've said it many times here, why the fuck do Transformers give a flying hoot about humans? 
They're huge metallic robots. If I were them, I would not give a fuck. Like they don't need what's his name? Shia Witwicky, Sam Witwicky, Sam Witwicky, Shia LaBeouf. They don't need him or for Mark. anything. Marky they don't Mark, need yeah. any of them for anything. It's so so right at its core. It's the most erroneous concept I've ever seen. Transformers <laughs> and humans don't need to hang out. It doesn't ever need to happen. But there'd be no human connection if the humans weren't in it. I just don't get the whole franchise. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I don't really care at all about this one because. I gave. I mean, I, I watched that when I was younger, and it was fun. But I mean, oh, the, t- the cartoons rock. Like, yeah. The toys rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made to be a toy, like you yeah. always say, Jordan. You know, the the cartoons they they exist to you know validate the existence of toys to sell. Yeah, and boy, were Transformers great. I had the freaking um, what's the bad guy's name? Uh, Megatron. I had the Megatron gun. <laughs> Holy shit! It's the hookup. <laughs> it's a gun, and it turns into this robot, and then the gun barrel clacks on his on his shoulder. It's just the sickest. I never had Optimus Prime. He was too expensive, but I had have a lot it, of them. Ha, Have any of us seen any of the Transformers? I think movies? I saw the first one. Oh, no, I've one. seen them, yeah, yeah. Like oh, you've the seen first, them? The, the first few, yeah. The first few? No, I mean, I... That's I, all I, of them. When I was younger, four? I watched them. I didn't four. see four, yeah. Oh, when just When I was three, younger, huh? I watched... Uh, I mean, yeah. And enjoyed? The first one, yeah. The sequel. He's horrible. seen the yeah. Shia trilogy. He's yet to experience the Marky Mark yeah, duology. Yeah, Marky Mark, yeah. Or the upcoming Bumblebee spinoff, or the next three films that are planned. Yeah, or the tell me your fucking project. Around. First of all, why do you know this? <laughs> because I read IO9, and they were talking. They talk about everything. Um, yeah, that no, really there's, bothers me. I cannot believe there's a Transformers CU. They're planning to film there's, the next. I mean, there was a whole. Uh, they, they want one for GI Joe. They want a CU uh, for like everything. Well, they don't want idea. one for GI Joe. Apparently, no, no, they're heard. very strict. There's the Hasbro universe and there's the Transformers yeah, universe. Yeah, 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 they are yeah. separate. All right, what's going on in the Hasbro? You? That's like GI Joe. What, 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 what? I don't see any GI Joe movies. That's they're in development. Are um, they really? Because <clears> I haven't seen one in four and a half years. There's a few others. I'm trying to remember if. Are they trying to do ROM? Or yes, other? ROM yeah, is yeah. part of it. Because they just um, relaunched his comic. I think yeah. ROM's part of it. There's also, they're trying to do the Hanna-Barbera-verse uh, with Scooby-Doo, which is just S-C-O-O-B with like the, the you know, periods, like S.H.I.E.L.D. is, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like Scoob. <laughs> You're oh fucking with me. No, You're fucking with me right, right this now. minute. You're Rich fucking with me. These are all real projects. There is no scoop. There is scoop. Rich, I think your biggest surprise. S C O O B scoop. Yeah. You're Rich, fucking lying. I think your biggest shock of the evening, though, was hearing Anthony Hopkins' voice in the trailer. It was. I was going to mention it. I was like, why is Robert Ford uh, narrating <laughs> this, this trailer? And I swear to God, it's. Oh my God. Wait, oh my God, it's real. Oh my God, it's real. Which is blowing our Oh my fucking god, dude. Okay. S C O O B. Did not see that coming. I'm crying almost. Like my my inner <laughs> my inner child is tearing up, and it's coming out of my yeah. eyes instead. It is and the reborn of Scooby Doo and the first film in the Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. Scoob. Yeah. How about Scooby Doo? Yeah. How about the Adventures of Scooby Doo? Yeah, yeah. How about Scooby Doo versus the Mummy? Man right, right, or something? right. Yeah. What? Trying to see because yeah, there's yeah. actually a page. Scoob. I'm yeah. with you. That's did not expect to see that tonight. Hanna Barbero's Agents of Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just can't even believe it. I just can't even believe it. All right, so, so every, it makes everybody... all the Transformers project a little more into perspective. Uh, not even, not even. Transformers <laughs> is ridiculous. Dark Side of the Moon. When I saw that coming out, I was just like, I can't believe this still exists. And yep. people are still going. People, people are still buying tickets. That's people two still movies go. ago. Why are people doing this? 
right, all right. I'm, I'm over it. I'm yep. over it. Okay. So as far as it, you know, the, I think the fundamental problem has always been how just. Well, I, again, I haven't seen one a single one of them. That's that's props. So that's cred. One day I'll finally go and do it, probably just in a hate binge or something. But yeah. the problem's always been that those robots look terrible and are so oh, indistinct. Really? They are really indistinct. And so, I think they're always indistinct in everything modern, even the really good video games. I don't know who the fucks who. I'm like, oh, that's... but the, at least the colors pop. They're like yeah. very strongly yeah. color schemed. I always right. have that problem with the comics. And the comics are really good. I I got all the PDFs in a humble bundle, and I've read through a good number of them. But it's right. always like. It's very hard to keep those characters straight. Yeah, there's really there's no recognizable even human Bumblebee is like faded dark yellow in the movies. Yeah. It's just like is that Bumblebee or is that like Orange Bee or you know it's like I don't, I don't well, know. Again, he's getting a spinoff, so you'll get to really know so him. They better make him pop in that spinoff. He better yeah. get uh, who's that dude from uh, the Hunger Games who comes by and makes her pop and all those uniforms. You know what I'm talking about Caesar? No, no. Oh, oh. Uh, and Lenny lo- Kravitz. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Right. That's all we <laughs> need to his know. Name, that yes. dude. Um. Oh, I want to say his name's like Science Cinna. 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 So with it, so fucking Bumblebee needs Cinna to give him a makeover, and so he's like, he's like bursting with color. Yeah. That's what he. Needs. I think he's going to be one of only two or three Transformers in his movie at most. So that's should good. Stand at least out. that makes more sense. You know, that makes at least more sense why humans would matter in his movie. It's like there's three Transformers. Alone, they can't do enough. But, like, with a whole army of Transformers... He is one of the smaller ones, too. It's true. So. He's just a little... Uh, either a Mustang or a Bug or something. It depends. Some famous it, car. It varies. Anyway. Uh, okay, so uh, speaking of... Speaking of... Let's move on. Speaking yeah, of on. <laughs> other uh, movies that are... That have... Uh, definitely are, are divisive. Ghost in the Shell. We watched the trailer for the Ghost in the Shell movie. Um, this has... Um, <laughs> Black Widow in it. Scarlett oh, Johansson. Thank you, man. Where's, where is my mind tonight? This has Scarlett Johansson as the lead actress. I forget the name of the character. I'm not a, like a Ghost in the Shell person. I'm not either, so I don't really have any context here, but other than I know, you know, what it is. And I know that... I mean, it looks cool. It looks uh, amazing. Yeah. All yeah, I hear yeah. people say, though, is like it's a big whitewash right. and it's so tragic. And, and you know, that's true. It really sucks. There's, there's probably... I, I mean, there's not. it's not probable. There's definitely a ton of... Asian actresses that would have killed that role, right. um, but they chose her instead. I understand why they did. It is an American film, and and they they want American audiences to come out in droves, and she will probably bring them out. For me, I'd much rather see you know an Asian actress in that role like it was initially, yeah. and and whatever other roles. But regardless of all that, leaving that aside, because I, I don't have any say in that, except maybe write an article one day about it. If if if, if that anyway, I really want to see it. It looks. I love cyberpunk. Yeah, Blade Runner. I, I I love anime. I wish I watched more of it because I love it. But every time I try to go watch Ghost in the Shell, I always get completely lost. There's about three thousand different titles. Ghost in the Shell stand up standalone complex. Uh, Agents one dash two on its own. Huh? The movie and the TV series are like alternate universe takes on it. I think. I want to say that. Well, I might watch it on its own, but what I'm saying is I always liked the idea of Ghost in the Shell, but then people are like, yeah, it's about mechs, and there's like 3,000 different versions, and so I've always been like totally lost. Yeah, yeah. But I love the idea, and I love the cyberpunky of it, and it's all about her origin. It looks actually a little Westworldy in a way, where yeah. she's been... It looks like what the plot is, from what I could discern from that really cool, very stylish, overly stylish, I'd say, trailer, was her saying, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, I have nothing to connect with. I can't connect. And everybody seems to have connection, and I don't. And then 
Uh, she's trying to figure out like her origin because basically she's like an android but was a human or something. Yeah. And she wants to know like who she was before they made her into an android. They're telling her they saved her life. Another guy's like, no, they stole you. Concept of her origin. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. seems interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's something to it with the love that that sure, sure. has had over the years. Sure. Although, I don't know, Japanese people love mechs. Yeah. You put I don't a know. mech in it and... I never watched Ghost in the Shell just because as a kid, when it came out, like, primarily, and a lot of my exposure to it was because I bought, well, because I watched Toonami, and I watched Midnight Run and Adult Swim when it did anime, and then I also bought all the Dragon Ball Z VHS tapes Mm -hmm. as those were being released, and you get a lot of trailers for other things, and it's like, so much of the 90s anime is just weird cyberpunk garbage, so it never, I, I, I know it now, but at the time it didn't really rise out as... Because yeah. so much was either inspired by it or inspired it, and so much of so much of anime that came overseas in the '90s is garbage. Most anime that came over like mid before the '90s was pretty terrible. The word so, is it's gotten better. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a matter of the cheapest things got adapted over here with quick and dirty translations, and they would be sold out, and you know, it was hard to care about any of it outside of. Dragon Ball Z, which was my my, and, my jam. If you want to look at something, you know, the damage that diluting a market can do, just go to the Apple App Store, you know, or even worse, Google Play, you know, and you'll see what damage it can do. Like, I don't even go there because it's 99.9% garbage. No, yeah, you yeah. go there when you know what you want. Only. Um, but Curation is crucial. The So, to me, I never got into it. It's always just been something that's there, and for that reason, it's hard. Like, the movie looks like 90s anime to me, yeah. even though I know it's some cyberpunk influence, and I see that, but to me, it's just like, it's this is stuff I've never too. had interest in. So, yeah. more than anything, for me, that's the reason it doesn't grab me, and, mm. and yeah, I'm sure it will be different, because if it picks up on themes that are popular in Japanese media that a lot of audience isn't familiar with, you know. See, I've always loved that concept, though, like, of, of that kind of stuff. Like, for example, Michael Crichton... Like my favorite two Michael Crichtons are like the two that are the least like Jurassic Park, and that is Disclosure. That was my favorite. Yeah. My second favorite's Rising Sun, and that one is all about sort of like this very high tech, like like cyber thriller in a Japanese setting. And so, like, I love that kind of stuff. And so, we'll see. I think I could really enjoy it though. Should I read Prey? That was my favorite. Did Michael you? Yeah. I have it. I never read it. <clears throat> it's a good one, or at least I remember it being a good one. Uh, it deals with similar like isn't it nanosuits? AI? Yes, but it deals with similar, you know, like consciousness AI theme. I think you'd like it. I definitely would like it. I love Crichton. I have Pirate Latitudes just chilling. <clears throat> I need to check that one out. Uh, so, that is Ghost in the Shell, I guess. And, and then and then one, one other sidetrack, Triple uh, X. I don't know if you guys have no, any no. kind of... I mean, the only, I was, only thing I'm going to say act. about it is, yeah. when I first saw the first Triple X I saw it with my girlfriend at the time, it was really enjoyable for some reason. I just loved it. I don't know why. I always liked Vin Diesel. It's cool. peak. It feels... Memory is like, man, that's like peak early 2000s. Yeah, yeah I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then Triple X State of the Nation came out with Ice Cube. I didn't even State of the it. Union. My bad. Saw that on a plane. You did? <laughs> yeah. So you have a Triple X background. <laughs> it's official. He was subjected to the film on an airplane. He probably didn't even have the headphones on, but fuck it. He's been subjected. What's your thoughts? <laughs> I just love that he's on like a Triple X background. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's um, like this political season, man. Um... I don't know. I vaguely remember it. I think Ice Cube gets a tank at some point. <laughs> Why wouldn't Ice Cube get a tank? Uh, no, I mean, the series really, I think, you know, it found itself with Ice Cube in the lead role. He just really got uh, what Triple X should be. No, I don't know. I'll tell you, speaking, you know what this reminds me of the most? That fucking commercial. Have you guys seen that commercial where it's Ice-T chilling at the lemonade stand? 
Have you seen this? And everybody that drives by goes, yo, iced tea. And they're like, no, we're selling lemonade. No, we're selling lemonade. And and everyone's like, yo, iced tea. I'm like, no, we only have lemonade. And then iced tea's over there. And he's like, come on, guys. They only have lemonade. And they're like, hey, iced tea. And he's like, what's up? That's it's funny. really obnoxious. That's I think funny. it's the so, new Geico ad. I, it's weird to me that this movie. I guess I get why it exists because Vin Diesel's hot right now. Is he fast? <laughs> oh right, right. The That's fast, one more we'll very <clears throat> the fast septology or whatever octology at this point. It's not yet, is it? No, but the, the but this coming. now now we won't be mentioning this trailer, so it's worth mentioning because we're recording this two days before it drops officially. But Fast and the Furious 8's trailer is coming out on the Monday after we record this. But the title has been announced. I don't know if you've heard this. I have not, but it should have been in our news segment. Dropping the ball, Jordan. I, I apologize. The Fate of the Furious. Oh, my. I wonder if you see that. The Fate of the Furious. So it's... Wow. The, it is the F8 of the Furious. Wow. Because oh. It's, there it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, now, it isn't spelled that it. way, but their Twitter was like, should we have left it that way? Is like a voting poll. Should it have been the F8 of well, the Furious? Well, no, it should just be fate. It should just say F8. Oh, that is what they're doing. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, so, so that way they can put just F8 on a big poster and like be all clever. Okay. So, yes. Fate. Wow. It's the fate of the Furious. Well, they're, you know, they're going to play. There's no question that what they're going to do is somehow play into the memory of, uh, the you know, the, that guy that passed away. Paul Walker. Walker. Who I loved. I love Paul Walker. I think he's great. I heard Brick Mansion's great, although I haven't seen it. But, I mean, he is... I don't know why he wasn't in more stuff. I really liked that guy. I thought he was a competent actor, and I really like him. He did an all right amount of stuff. Uh, I like the Fast and the Furious film, so I'm, I'm, I am I'm. hate their titles, but I am looking forward to seeing that trailer and seeing Fast 8. Did you see Fast 7? Yes. Okay. Furious 7. Oh. Furious 7. Oh, my bad. Fast my 5. Bad. Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7. It's the not even... Fate of the Furious. Fast isn't even in it? No, no, no. Furious 7 has no Fast in it at all. No, but Fast 5 has no Furious in it. At all. Fast and Furious 6, perfect balance. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. All right, cool. Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. It was a great show. All right, um, next. Uh, Silence? This was Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Bring, um, bring it on, Kevin. I mean... Because I don't know what to make of it. Oh, well, I mean, anytime. As Scorsese movies coming out, you know I'm gonna see it. So um, you and every film buff, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but there's not much to go on. It's, I mean, it's his... except that three and a half minute trailer. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> I mean, it's it. a it's a faith. Um, out of all his films, the only ones to have really dealt with faith in this thing were Last Temptation of Christ, um, Kundan, was it Kundan? But and then this one, so. What I know he's Kundun. Um, yeah, it was. Um, he like he. Those are sort of his big ones that have dealt with any religious topics. Um, you know, in a very straightforward way. And you um, said that this, he's been trying to get this made forever. Yeah, this one has been in the works for a long time. Which several. I mean, I've read a lot on Scorsese. There, he's there are multiple projects that took a while. I mean, Gangs of New York took a while too. Um, which coincidentally, he wrote that with the screenwriter of this movie as well, Jay Cox. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's this one, it stars Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson, um, they're missionaries in Japan, um, and I th- I'm pretty sure that while the story revolves around, um, them trying to go find Liam Neeson's character as one of the priests, um, but there's not a lot of plot revealed in the trailer, but it's Scorsese, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm there, so... It comes out at the end of this month, um, but I think it may get a mainstream release closer to January. 
Um, sometimes that happens. That film like, bait season. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that happened with the Revenant too. They like uh, they get it. They um, release it. You know, in either Europe or um, you know, in just New York or LA at the very end of the year, and then they bring it to everyone um, in January. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't what know. Happens. I don't know. Scorsese made one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Goodfellas. You haven't watched, like, all of his stuff, though. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I also, like, none of his movies in the past 15 years, like... Really? Not, Hugo. I haven't seen Hugo. Oh, dude, that's why I, but I don't love Hugo. I really? Love that's one of my favorite movies all time. All right. Wolf that's of Wall Street. My, Hugo is in my top ten, like, not joking. Wolf of Wall Street was I, that's over, awesome. overbloated. Wolf of Wall Street is very overbloated. I mean, I, I liked it, but, uh... They it's put one it on long Harwood's joke, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, that I didn't like as much, but you know, if there's but, one thing I don't want to do, it's watch people flailing on the ground on drugs. But that's just yeah. a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of the funniest scenes. It's in the movie, funny, but, but I, I don't know. No, it's, it's not. I, if it was just one Quaalude scene, I'll give it to you, man. But it was like five Quaalude scenes. I, right, I feel right. like he might be at the point in his career that a lot of famously creative, beloved yeah. people get where. They're so famous and powerful that no one is allowed to check them. Like, that is his I Can't Be Checked movie, where he yeah. just did whatever he wanted to. Because the best stories are edited and, you know, given some thought and care, not just I want to throw whatever I want. Yeah. Stephen sure. King has that problem sometimes, because yeah. he yeah. can do whatever he wants. And, and Like, make and, three, <clears throat> not two, not one Mercedes novels. And it's it's a case of your best work... Or 1,500-page books called Insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> So many what a disaster in the making. Have right. the idea that to be a creative genius, you have to be like perfect and flawless entirely on your yeah, own. No, that's, 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 that's just not true. not true. No, it is not true. So it's, I mean, every rare, like the once problem in a generation. Is, though, who is, that's the thing though. Every really talented person, most really talented people have a partner that is like their perfect check. You know, their, their, their foil. Or a team they work with that, that, that keeps them grounded or something. Um, and, and, and that's why, like, I'll give you a great example, uh, Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan making those movies or Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy now yeah. making their TV shows. Like they always have somebody that's there to give them like other perspectives or something. And that's very important. And so even just to have, but the problem with a Scorsese figure is who do you have that can like, well, be this he, foil? Yeah. he's so fucking talented and storied. Like you said, he's untouchable. So it's like, who is going to be that person for him to well, really, to rein him in or to say that my edit is worthy. Uh, you know, it's that, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying that's a challenge. I would credit as much of Scorsese films to his editor. Um, so let me check the name. I think it's so much humor. Let me check Justin. Okay. So he does have it. some of that. Oh yeah. Where no, was I mean, he he's... slash she on, on Wolf? Shoemaker is what, uh, yeah. Um, but where were they on Wolf when, when he was making edit. a three and a half hour edit? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. I mean, of a movie, like, that, a bio, and he worked with a different screenwriter on that too. Um, but Jay Cox, I'm excited that Jay Cox is writing this with them because yeah, they worked on Gangs in New York together. They've been um, it's, writing partners for a long time. It's more, it's also a topic I'm not super interested in. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody religious missionaries in Japan in what the 1700s, 1600s? with accents that come across I don't know, like. No, no, at first, I'm sure they're authentic, but at first, when I heard Andrew Garfield talking, I was like, it sounded like nails on a chalkboard bag. Yeah, yeah. Now, I bet you when you start watching it, it's like, oh, okay, I, I lull into it, and he probably had a really good dialect coach, and it's probably really authentic, but do you know how that is in certain movies, certain accents sound fake and shitty? Even though they're not, they're yeah. real, but they sound like they hit my ear wrong? Anyway. Yeah. 
His facial hair made me laugh it's, the first time I saw it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, okay, yeah. I mean, where were the ringlets? Like, that was next, you know? I mean, it's just, it's almost, I don't know, it's very over the top. And I understand yeah. that's people's religion, and I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's, it, just, it's just very, it's very extreme. It speaks to your earlier point, though, because I was looking at him, I was like, he still looks like he could play Peter Parker. I know! <laughs> I know! Uh, I know, put a huge beard on him, and he could still be like, hey, guys. Yeah. Um, anyway, so silence. But... I mean, it's sure it's going to be good. It's probably got a lot yeah. of technical prowess and, and good ideas. The early reviews are in. Yeah, they're, they've given it pretty high praise. Pretty so, high yeah. praise or yeah. really high praise? Really, I mean, they're saying it... What are they um, saying? I just looked at it a little bit earlier, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the technical scope of it is pretty grand, and... Um, it confronts mm. the team. Sounds like a backhanded compliment. The technical <laughs> scope of this film is remarkable. Yeah. I didn't get a good <laughs> To okay, say nothing of the plot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The right. lighting I just was exquisite. Yeah, it was wonderful. Not that those jobs aren't important. No. Just, Did you see the gaffing in that scene? It's like, <laughs> it was a, it, it got nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Academy and Grammy award winning film. Suicide Squad. Right, right, right. Or, 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 oh or, or, or the Grammy winning Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, all right, all right, dude. Yeah, hey. Oh, uh, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's. It does, the, just, I just had the thought the, of the Jared Leto winning movie. a Grammy for that music oh video. He was there. <laughs> Wait a second. Is the Skrillex <laughs> one nominated? I don't think it's nominated, but I thought, God, that's possible. I don't know. Purple Lamborghini, dude? <laughs> It's if there's five, were you exaggerating when you said there's five songs nominated, or were there really five? Five what songs for Suicide Squad nominated for a Grammy? No, I think it's the soundtrack that was. Yeah, nominated. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because 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 Heathens is pretty sweet. I you know I'm very love hate with Twenty One Pilots. Like I want to hate them, but then a song comes on and I kind of start humming it. It's one of those things. But man, that song is catchy. Like really, really catchy. I like that they know yeah. not to do that though. You never see a film that's like on its DVD the Grammy winning da 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 because they're yeah. like that just looks wrong. <laughs> the old, but the then. When a movie like Once or Sing Street comes out, then they go. Well, that's fair. Of that course. was a music right. Movies. Of course, of course. Um, so uh, next up, yeah. moving to I guess the final, the big two. Unless yeah. I'm forgetting one, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two got its second trailer, but really its first trailer. trailer yeah, the other the one last was more a teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, even like, this, but even looks this like one, he's done it again, I mean, dude. It oh, looks yeah, like no, he's done it again. It looks like this is going to be like maybe even more beloved than Guardians One. The guy's just just hitting. He's just like just hit his stride. You can just tell everything about it looks pitch perfect. To use the previous movie yeah, title, yeah. don't you think? I have a complex history relationship to that movie. Like the more I just, I really like it. I put that out right there. I'm not saying I don't like Guardians. Is this because of Abnett and Landing that makes it complicated? It's just it's it's so. It's weird because the movies dictate the comics, and so there hasn't been a Guardians of the Galaxy comic that feels like what I loved about the original run in so long because it's so they got to be like the movie characters now, and so it's like it's just a slight tonal shift, and I love it for the movie, um, but it also feels like I'm not fully seeing the characters I fell in love with on the screen. Well, okay, that, um, so take that out of it, and I'm talking about like you. It's love hard Guardi- to take it out. Of well, it, no, though. but you loved Guardians Volume One a ton, and there was no caveat when you loved that one. No, it's more just over time. And again, I think it'll be a really great film. It looks really great. It's hard to be as excited, though, just because Guardian... It's ex- I'm excited for that first viewing. I just don't... Like, Guardians has not held up humor-wise oh, even for the me. first one. Okay. 
going yeah. over multiple viewings like some of their other films. So it's like, given that comedy is like the main push of those movies, and some good stuff. That first viewing, though, dude. It like, is I'm worth not, it. I'm not trying to talk about the second and third viewings. I'm talking about that No, that first, first viewing, viewing is going to be good. It's Dude, um, Baby Groot. Like, I don't. Need, I didn't even want to like Baby Groot because everybody's got a little Baby Groot that dances in a pot and Think Geek has sold about 300 million of them. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Baby Groot's so cute. And I have a shirt with Baby Groot. And look, it's rocking Baby Groot. And I hate that, but man, he's so cute. I'm curious and how much of that was influenced by how big it became. Like, if Baby Groot hadn't been received as... Then he might have turned warmly, probably... into regular Groot, which in the comic chronology, he would well be real Groot again. Well, they've, they've said that this only takes place, I think, a few weeks after... Or not weeks, I think it's maybe a few months after the first Gro- movie. But I thought Groot takes, like, a couple days, He but takes as months. long as they want. I know, he also says, we are Groot, when it fits the story, so I get it. Even though he never says that, he only has three words. Um, but and he changes two of them in that sentence, not just one. It's not just yeah, the we. Not even that big of a change, right? Uh, but it's but a change. the this one looks really good. I'm excited to see it, and I'm really excited more than anything. I love that Mantis is in it because she was yeah. one of my favorite team members, and That's cool. maybe her being in this movie will let her kind of come back in a bigger way. Because that was one of those Brian Michael Bendis. But moments. Haven't you just discarded? The Guardians new 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 comic series. I mean, you just said fuck that. And what does it matter anyway? You know, go back and read some more Abnett and Landing. It's not that long a run. I mean, their whole cosmic is, but they only wrote twenty five issues of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I have them. I have but like the, the collections. Yeah, but... but then there's also those two events. I want to keep reading them though. It's like I I I, th- I forget if I think Bendis is off the book at this point. Is he not? I don't he might not be. I, don't know. I can't I remember. Mean, it's probably uh, the dude who did the. Uh, uh, Black Vortex thing. Um. But, I don't know. But, thi- well, that was Bendis. No, uh, but the other dude, uh, Jeff Gregory's, Gregory's something. You know the dude? The dude, the Black Vortex, like the guy who was the orchestrator of the Black Vortex run. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. All right, go ahead. I thought that was Bendis. No, no, he was no. I, I heard he was him writing in, all the books that I heard were Bendis, No, no, I heard Bendis and him talking about it. This was right when it was starting to shift a little bit. It was, um, you guys talk right. and I'll get to it. Well, anyway, I'm excited for Guardians. Yeah. I like all these characters, and I, I just, I hope it has a little more, I think it will be, it looks more original and more kind of vibrant. Well, now and, they're past all the origin stuff, and, you know, and I think it's very, um... I think also, uh, or sorry, no, no, no. I, I think it's a really good sign that they didn't really give any plot away in the trailer, that, you know, they had a lot, it's, I mean, a lot of teases, and... And the aesthetic looks different, you know, and so it like looks like they're going to new worlds and stuff. And obviously, we're going to meet. Yeah, um, yeah, and that, I like that. Like I, that that's the biggest thing they don't show in the trailer. They don't have ego right, show right. up at all. Yeah, yeah. Sam Humphreys. Oh, okay, he's the him. Sam Humphreys uh, was the writer of the actual crossover event, Black Vortex. Um, and he was, I heard him and um, Bendis talking about it at one point, and Bendis gave him all the credit and said he's the guy who's orchestrating the crossover. Okay, that guy. Um, he's taken over a lot of those books. Sorry. So I would say that. I don't know. Them not showing the plot doesn't necessarily guarantee any kind of originality. To right, it, right, right. Because yeah, yeah. Force Awakens wasn't the most original sure. plot. It was very well executed. Sure. Um, but I really, I am hopeful for this movie. It's just, um, I, I guess, don't know. Yeah, we didn't see anything to do with it. Maybe they were just, it, maybe to show the plot, they would have had to show the planet. The living planet or whatever his name is. Yeah, I think that would have been too big. I don't want to see it until the movie. But what I'm saying is, right? Will Uh, yeah, you will. But what I'm saying is, like, to reveal it at this point in this trailer, like, that's going to be like the thing they hold for the second or third trailer. Yeah, and 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 I think the plot revolves almost entirely around that, right? His dad and that kind of shit. It'll be a big point. Yeah, 
I mean, honestly, a lot of what we saw in that trailer feels like it's from like their opening mission or whatever. Yeah, here's my want for the movie. Here's my 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 wish, my big wish, that the whole thing does not become. And I, and I know this is a big ask. That it doesn't become a big fucking mixtape thing. Like, I understand that everybody got went crazy about the mixtape and the retro music. I get it. That was really cool. And I get that this is called, like, Volume 2, and even the logo looks like a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But if this whole movie is him dancing around to old <laughs> classics, I'm going to lose my I mean, shit. I don't know what you mean by dance. Like, he's, I mean, he might dance a little, but it's the soundtrack is going to be retro. I know that. What I don't want to see is it that being be the, the focus and him doing, like... Two to three dance numbers. If I see two to three dance numbers, I'm going to be bummed. Like, he can maybe dance a little bit, but if any key plot point point is, like, him going, Yeah, I've done a feeling, and dancing around and shit to, like, distract somebody or anything like that. I don't think they would repeat the one plot beat that was no. the, like, the no, no, original no, no, beat no, at but, the end of the movie. No, 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 I, I know. But I, no, I get what you're saying. I don't want to see the, 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 the cassette tape shit be like a huge focus in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, move on. That was so big a point of the first one. Right. It, it, it bookended is, the whole movie. That is definitive of the identity of these, this series now. Oh, it's like when you see the teaser trailer Telltale released for their Guardians of the Galaxy game, it's literally just a cassette player floating through space no. with a retro song playing when you get to the headphones. God, see, that's... So, that's... Did I not say? Did I not preface that with, I know it's big ask, but I really don't want less mixtapes. You're gonna give... And I grew up with yeah. mixtapes. Anyway. There was at least... There was a plot reason. We'll probably hear that mixtape, and then... It'll trigger a memory of his father. Aww. He'll <laughs> anyway. find a third mixtape that was under the paper from the first... And he'll be like, holy shit... This mixtape says volume three on it. Yeah, anyway, all right. All right, all right. So I'm not going to get that wish probably, but it's my oh, wish boy. nonetheless. I'm going to hope for that. Um, do we want to talk about the big elephant in the room? It feels unfair to call it, say that to Guardians just because Guardians did come out since the last episode. They, I was surprised by how quickly these trailers were back-to-back. Back. I mean, yeah. the movies are going to be two months apart, no. but it's only been a couple no, of weeks. The reason it's the big elephant is because you're sitting here. <laughs> So that makes it the big elephant because you're the biggest Spider-Man fan ever, and this is like finally a good Spider-Man movie. Um, uh, oh, there have been good Spider-Man. Hey, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I know those are good, but I'm talking about the last two. The last Andrew Garfield movie was terrible. The first one I loved, but a lot of people had a lot of problems with it, and they certainly didn't want it to be what it was. I actually really enjoy the first one. I love I the first one. I say that as, I've never re-seen it, but I did like it. I liked it a lot. This is not what I meant. Do you not, do you guys not think that there's been a huge collective? Oh, gasp I, in, of fresh in, air that Marvel's taken over Spider Man. Is that oh, not a course. gasp of like finally? Yeah. Okay, that's all I meant. Yeah. That's all I meant. My one thing, and this was kind of thing going online yesterday, is that you know they've got. I mean, don't get Tom Holland, perfect Peter Parker, got the personality, but so up until this movie, everyone was hammering for Miles Morales. There was that campaign going on social media, okay. and. While they've got someone to play a spot-on version of Peter Parker, they are borrowing clear elements from Miles Morales' mythology, the most obvious being Genke, um, his best friend, who that's technically not him in the trailer, but it basically is. Genke Lee is an overweight, Asian, nerdy best friend of Miles Morales. Where's the problem the, here? The kid in that trailer like, um, is... like. It's just like... But where's the problem? I if everybody that, uh, wanted Miles Morales first, and they couldn't quite give them that, but they instead gave yeah, them yeah, yeah, big no, elements no, no. of No, that's it. what I'm saying. Like, if they were so intent on 
And they were like, no, we're going to have Peter Parker, we're going to have Peter Parker. But then you're throwing in these elements of Miles. But why is that a bad thing? I don't get yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I, I feel I like that would be better for a Miles movie. I don't know. But it's, you're, it's yeah. Ned Leeds is who they've recast yeah, yeah. that, which is another famous Spider-Man character, though not someone he went to high school with. He was a reporter for the yeah, Daily yeah, Bugle. Yeah. Who is? Ned Leeds. Is that um, the dude? Well, that is the dude. That's that's so the Genki re- Lee guy. They've remade him, Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds looks a lot like yeah. what Genki is in the comics. In the comics, Ned Leeds is a you know reporter. You know, there's always the opportunity that this. It's character... not a huge problem I have, though. Right? Like I'm not. Mad. It's just your, like, your, what uh, your problem sounds like is as much as you like Holland, you wish it was Miles. It yeah, like. I mean, like just because they're they have him at a gifted school, they have uh, like all these elements and. Honestly, like, Ultimate Spider-Man would fit more in line. I don't know, that's... I mean, I think, I'll let I think, Jordan be the ultimate judge of all things well, fighting. Uh, yeah, no, but, I mean, that's I'll just, say, perfect, yeah. just as valid. I yeah, mean, no, no, no. He's a super fan, but that's very valid. I mean, I, I don't I don't feel that way, but yeah, I haven't yeah. read a lot of the Miles stuff, no, so I don't know how great it is. Yeah. I, I would say a couple things. One is that, because I read an article about this, because, yeah, that was my first takeaway. Is like, right, this is right. very similar to Genki, but they could always... Recast him in sure, a different sure. light, develop sure. him differently. He could go on to become a reporter. Oh, so if that turned out to be true, of that it was basically whole cloth ripped out of Miles Morales, and they put the two together. I mean, I have no doubt that, that dynamic is no, one but of what the I'm most... saying is that a problem for you? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because okay. you say... said that was my reaction too, as if no, like... just no. My reaction was that very clearly looks like that character, okay. not that. Not that it would be bad if it was kind of like... Not just because he was an overweight Asian kid, but because of the dynamic he seems to have sure. with Peter Parker. But it's also... Well, it's both. Worth... Both. I mean, appearance... When you have two points and they make a line... But the more than that is, is the friendship and the, the seeming, like, geekiness and the way they interact. And I, I think it is kind of necessary because... Something that does come across, if you look at anything, is Peter Parker does not really have friends in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the yeah. other movies or right. in the original well, comics. He's, he's, he's a ladies' man. He, his best <laughs> friends are women. Um, the bigger thing, though, to me is and, that... And, 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 May. Yeah. But the, the, the takeaway for me is, yes, that's one element, but when, mm-hmm. when, I've seen a lot of people saying they're taking all of these Miles Morales elements, and I'm just like, a lot of the elements Miles has were elements that Peter in the yeah, Ultimate Universe yeah. had, yeah. so it's not like they're just like, let's make white Miles Morales, which... I was someone who would have been totally on board with Miles Morales. I really like that character, and I do think we've seen way... A lot of Peter Parker, yeah. but at the same time, one of the arguments I've seen, uh, there's also the rumor that Miles is going to be the head of the animated movie they're doing next year, which right, I think right. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But is more it than that is... by Donald? I no, don't. I don't think so. Probably not, but... Probably not. Donald's in this, though. Yeah, he is in this. Do in we a, know who he is yet? Not yet. It's got to be pretty small. You see him barely in the trailer. I mean, he's not yet. Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we know who he, Vulture is. I'll be something to talk about in a minute. Um, but he's And he's not in this trailer at all. Yeah. To me, the biggest thing is with Miles, and I saw this argument, and, and at the end of the day, screw the argument, just make him the character. But if you want to do Miles like he is in the comics, a big part of his character arc is the idea of grappling with the legacy of Spider-Man. Right. Um, and so to do that, you have to have already had a Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. End of the okay. day, though, you could just do an African-American or Hispanic Peter Parker and just go with that. So, you know, I like Tom Holland because he's really good at what he does. But... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited for him. Yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, as far as the character, yes, it seems like they took that relationship. I think that's just because if you're going to really focus on the high school Scott right. stuff, he needs high school friends. Well, they certainly, and, and they've also, yeah. they certainly have, have also been leaning heavily into uh, making sure they have a very diverse cast. 
Yeah, love that's... interest is has diversity. Mm-hmm. Liz uh, Allen, uh, Flash Thompson, yeah. Ed Leeds. These are all characters who are traditionally white. Right, right, right. And right. there's ton- so there's tons of diversity in here. They're, they're, it's almost as if they're saying and they probably cast them just because that's great, just because they fit the story and whatever. And it's good to have diversity represent what our world looks like. But also that it's probably a way of saying, well, we really want Tom Holland, but we're going to give you diversity too. You know, and it's yeah, worth fair. noting Ned Leeds has been Asian before. He okay. was Ned Lee in Spectacular Spider-Man. Okay, uh, so they did recast so we, him. So we went through all the comic canon and found one place where he was Asian, and now <laughs> in we a can TV say show. that. Right, right, right. A very good but, TV. Show. But it's but it's there. Um, okay. We poured through it. But moving beyond that, th- this is a very fun trailer. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, it... it gives the right vibe. I think. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely no. I mean, they were totally going for the John Hughes. 80s coming of age movie and i think they've got that across very well i mean if i'm being entirely honest a lot of people are sick of seeing the origin and i am i am sick of seeing the origin um i'm honestly i i i wish to god peter parker could grow up and i only say that i get that it's a unique thing in this universe so i am totally for it But it's just this idea of, like, are they going to let him grow up four years from now? Is he going to go to college? Is he going to actually get to be an adult? Because that's always been my biggest problem with Spider-Man in general, is that he's supposed to be this infinite schmuck who can't catch a break or ever, like, evolve as a character. That's why I like the JMS run so much, even though it's fairly maligned, is that he did let Peter Parker grow into an adult and have face more mature problems. And then that kind of got hammered when Joe Quesada was like, now we need to make, take him back to high school because that's how people relate to Peter Parker. And it's like, well, all those fans like. have aged. Let them have a character that's aged with them. And that's I, what I like which about, is what now they're doing with, with Slots Run, right? That's, that's what I like about the continuity now. Is, but he's older, and then you have Miles in high school, and they exist in the same universe. Yeah, it's theoretically going that way. Yeah. I hope it stays that way. Yeah, yeah, God knows. Great. Now there are, like, four other young teenage spider characters. Yeah. Three Miles, Gwen, and Silk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I but mean, uh, so other thing that we have to talk about because I think it's aside from the tone, the, my biggest takeaway about what looks awesome is um, um, the Iron. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Iron Man, Iron Man looks good. fine. He looks fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Vulture's Vulture, Vulture, dude, awesome. Keaton. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 perfect. It's perfect casting, and I love the way his face looks all leathery. Maybe that's just really his face, but I think it's special effects. And and I just love the way that that he he he's not put. It's not fake. It's not super scripted. The way he talks, he's just like, "Don't mess with me." Like he really talks like a person would talk instead of saying, you know, "Don't don't da da da." I, I can't think of what he would say, but like it, it, he just he's talking in normal terms. He's just like a. I don't know. There's something very grounded about the character, ironically, because he's a vulture that flies. But I, I just thought there was something his, very resonant. No, his suit's very cool. It's far less... The, that original concept art made oh, gosh, it look like yeah, he was yeah. wearing the largest hang glider ever. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes across as much more mobile and impressive looking in the trailer, in motion. They've got it almost very similar to Look of the Falcon in the MCU, which is perfect, I think, because... Like that kind of tech you know, they use. More, I think it's cool. Uh, yeah. just, just because, I mean, there's no way you can adapt the vulture in the comics as it is uh, under the screen just because that would look too campy. No. Um, so I like what they did and give it the, the whole mask and everything. I'm also happy that it seems like he is just a criminal. Yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah, to being yeah. a crazy scientist, right. which yeah, is yeah. what every single movie has pretty much pit him against. 
not a crazy scientist in Spider-Man 3, but a crazy person nonetheless. Yeah, Someone yeah, driven yeah. insane by their power. Right, right. Um, and so I'm very Just happy. Just a criminal, a guy who is like, don't mess with me, kid. Yeah, and I've yeah. The, probably either made or stolen a suit. I probably made it. Although Michael Keaton does not scientist. strike. Scientist. Yes, but but not a crazy someone who's been yeah. around saying. Also, it's Michael Keaton, which I have a hard time seeing him as like the <laughs> the yeah. science Going guy. From, throwing it together, I could see them reimagining it as him like, stealing be, and repurposing. He's going to be in bird suits all his life. You got Batman, Birdman, Vulture. Like, it's, just, it's true. It's we, cool. No, so we, Kelsey and I were joking the other night because she was like, "I just imagine this is what he did after Birdman," and I was like, "Yeah," and he hates Peter Parker because the last Spider-Man got his daughter killed. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, they should make a joke about that. That would be good. It's um, been made right here, yeah, right now. Right here. <laughs> Joy there film. you go, guys. Uh, yeah. Joy of maybe film. Marvel. Someone from Marvel is listening to this, and they can throw that joke in the script. Awesome, and no. then send some royalties in this direction. Yeah. No, but overall, I think he's great as Peter Parker. He's yeah. great as Spider Man. He strikes a balance that I don't think the past two actors, great as they were in one role ever managed to balance, and that yes. was always my biggest problem. I don't know, man. Andrew Garfield in that first film was pretty rocking, dude. But I as su- as Spider-Man, not as Peter you Parker. You didn't like him as Peter Parker? I don't think he captured, like, the, the character of Peter Parker. That's it was fine. a different interpretation, okay. but right. I, I didn't I think... I thought skateboarding around and shit. Yeah, it was a different interpretation. You're right. You're right. Um, whereas Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker, but not the greatest Spider-Man in terms of, like, what makes Spider-Man great. That's Sorry. funny. I, I, he's too creepy for me. But. <laughs> Toby's my boy, but uh, I don't know. creepy de- as fuck. I will defend Spider-Man Toby, too, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's creepy as a motherfucker. Sure. He's mad fucking creepy. Well, he's that whole league of actors who all kind of, like, yes. you, could, you could cast a brother film with Toby Maguire, Elijah Wood, yes. oh Andrew Garfield, or Andrew, or Jake Gyllenhaal, and, um... Oh, who's the last? Topher Grace, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just have the four of them. They all brothers. have kind of that, that like, like yeah. gophery face, you know, to, rhyming with Topher. It's <laughs> something weird about it. But Jake Gyllenhaal, and what's really funny about him is he was, like, I know the secret origin of that new Tom Ford film. Uh, what's it called? Um, Nocturnal Animals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really yeah, want to yeah. see that, by the way. That does look good. However, and I also really, really want to see that one. I never like going to, like, really sad movies, but I really want to see that one. Um, that's like people are saying it's like the best movie ever made. Casey Affleck, um, you know what I'm talking I know about. What you're talking about, but oh, what is it? Hold on, sunlight, Hold on. something shine. Uh. <laughs> That's so jaded of you. I can't was that jaded. On. Captain on the moor. No, it's, like it takes on. place. It's it's about living in a certain town. It's a town with a hyphenated name. Hold on. Um, on the edge of. Seventeen? No, no, on the edge of uh, or yeah, just look up Casey motherfucking Affleck and you'll see it. It's it's right there. But on. this movie, I swear to God, it's like nominated for every award. People think Casey Affleck's going to win an absolute Oscar for it. I don't know what the big twist is, but there's some tragic twist in it. Like it's coming up. This is the last one. What? Yes. Me. It's out so, of my life. No, that's what it Holy shit. Are you but serious? As far as, far as Spider-Man... Not, what, okay, sorry, it's not... It looks good. It's part of the universe. I love the web wings that... God, that's something from the comics I never thought would look as good as it does in that one shot we get of them. Happy Hogan is in the trailer. <laughs> we don't really see much I was him, surprised in a good way how much Tony is in it. Yeah, like I, I mean, I knew that they were going to, like continue on that mentor it's a sizable it, role but, yeah but yeah it was it's really it's cool. supporting and iron man is actually in it yeah which was that was the biggest oh, yeah, surprise yeah, 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 yeah. to me was that he's actually no, I mean, suit if, up. if you go on the movie's imdb page uh, 
Tony is listed as the top there. Well, well it's top. also a Robert Downey. Yeah, I know, but still. But no, no, no. What I, all I'm saying is I'm surprised. I wasn't surprised he was in it because they announced it and all that. But right, I am right, surprised right, yeah. he's suiting up as Iron Man. As in a yeah, yeah, yeah. And seeing that shot was pretty awesome. Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. I yes. can't. Be- okay. All right. Good. I've heard of it. I was about to say. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't heard of that. Because Manchester by the Sea, it's literally it's like the biggest award sweeping like talk of the everybody. They just say it's the most masterpiece movie ever. I heard the guys from the Watch talking about it. I've heard everybody all on IGN talking about it. It's like the movie. If you haven't heard about it yet, now that I mention it, you'll start hearing about it. It's constant. Nice. But anyway, it's supposed to be like one of the most depressing Disney movies of all time. It's like so sad and really really moving. I know, but that's the thing. Normally I wouldn't go, but this I want to. But anyway, Nocturnal Animals, to go back to that for a second. Jake Gyllenhaal, I know the secret origin of Jake Gyllenhaal's character because in that he plays like this obsessive guy who's like, um, you can't, you know, you can't quit me basically. Um, and the origin of that is, I know Tom Ford must have seen The Good Girl. Did you guys see that movie? I didn't see it, but I know The about Good it, yeah. Girl is phenomenal. Yeah. But it's Jake, this is the reason Jake Gyllenhaal is creepy to me forever, is because he was obsessed with this girl Justine in like this small town. He's like a storeroom clerk or something in that movie, and Justine is like this woman that is married and all that. And like she starts having an affair with him, and he gets weirdly obsessed with her. So he's outside, like they're at like the place where everyone smokes out back, and he's like, "Come on, Justine, can we go motel? Can we go motel, Justine? You got to see this scene. It's so creepy." And and, and anyway, but like that's this. It's kind of that character in okay. Eternal Animals. Okay. So I know Tom Ford saw that movie because that made such an impact on me when I saw. Can we go to the motel? A person I saw that movie with. Every time I see them, and we think mm-hmm. about Jake Dylan, I'll be like, "Can we go motel? Can we go motel, <laughs> Justine?" Anyway, go ahead. Nice. Spider-Man looks great, right? Yes. So that is July. All right, so so of the movies, Guardians or Spider-Man, which are you looking more forward to, Rich? Um, equal. <laughs> literally. I mean, literally. <laughs> and I that you will never get that answer from me. Literally, I want to see them equally much. Kevin? Guardians just because Kurt Russell... And, um, I mean, unabashed, like, that's just, I mean... You haven't seen him yet! I know, but Kurt (laughs) Russell is in the MCU. That's, like, fan... That's fanboy ultimate right there. I mean, I'm stoked about any Spider-Man movie, obviously, but, I don't know, the... I've liked almost everything James Gunn has done, and, I don't know, um... And I just like the zaniness of it, and the bizarre, and I like that we don't know what... I just realized I can say that I've liked everything John Watt has done, because I've seen them all, both. Sure. Yeah, John uh, Watt. He's the, the director, director of Spider Man. Oh, yes. It's also co-written by the guy who played Sam on Cop Car and Clown. Yes, you are. Oh, I remember you told me Clown is body horror. That's right. The guy who played Sam on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, Star. yeah. No, 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 not Martin. Sorry. Um, uh, um, the main one. Uh, oh, oh, oh. What's his John name? Francis Daly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a screenwriter and director now, and he co-wrote. And then he's okay. Stuff, yeah. What did it turn out? Cop Car is really about. Or is it just about what it's about? It's about what it's about. Two kids take a cop car, but the cop is a drug runner and okay. such. Yeah. But so there's no, like, twist or any of that? I mean, yes-ish? It's, it's a just... very bleak film. Okay, that's He makes very me. bleak films. Between that and Clown, it's like, I get why he would get tapped, because he all of those, both of those films have children in them. <laughs> they, like, focus on children. Uh, okay. But effed up stuff happens to children in both of those movies. So he's probably the right person to throw Spider-Man into a brick wall or something. Yes, that's an odd choice. Oh, I, you know what I love? I love the scene. I know it's just t- typical humor and whatever, and it was totally pandering, but I love when he goes into the bank. 
And he's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. guys aren't the Avengers. And then in one of the trailers, you hear the second line, which is like, it was the Hulk. He gave it away. <laughs> That's a great line. It's well written. Do you know, they got and, people no, punching up those scripts. And it's, it's great. It's great Tony Stark. <laughs> he yes. it, it. And he's like, wasn't a hug. Just I know. The door for you. I know. Oh, it's, his cool. relationship yeah, yeah. with him, his tough love that he gives Tom Holland, it's like, I think if you had to characterize it, it's tough love. And, and he's really nailing that with him. Did you notice in the robbery scene, the guy wearing the Thor mask has a helmet on it? I was like, yes, they went old school. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's like the, yeah, the yeah. cartoon, the original, the original comic. Wait a yeah, minute, yeah. you guys aren't the Avengers. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, I wish, I, you not know, surprisingly, Spider-Man is the one I'm more looking well, for. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, I didn't need to ask. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was with the question. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so we have we have a mix of all three possible answers even though mine was impossible you coach no we could have had someone could be like I want to see either of them they look like that shit. would be the fourth yeah, answer like... that's true that's true uh, I don't think there's anybody on in, on earth that would say that but or someone could be like no nah, Justice League yeah <laughs> alright so that is next year I'm sorry just no. minor, that's next year I just yeah can't. it is like, Justice League yeah. is it's it? finally happening what, we had BBS was last year this the, year just, but Justice League movie like the first Justice oh League that's a good point that's it is been, yeah you're right works for battle armor I thought you meant we've yeah. been hearing about the Justice League movie forever well you know, we kind of have have we, we? Like a, it's been a while yeah for at least three or but four I mean, years but now. even okay. before but yeah I'm counting pre-DCU too. not to mention like the there was the the Adam Brody one that was going to be made in the 2000s yeah, oh, yeah, why yeah. don't we go all the way back and talk about Superman starring uh, Nicolas Cage while well, right oh, yeah of know? course the Superman lives um, a documentary about it Jesus, yeah. I can't believe this is a documentary, film. but not the original movie. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, do we do we cover everything? News? Yeah, trailers? that's yeah, everything. That was yeah. a pretty epic news trailer section, but that's okay. We're talking about movies, and movies can be epic. How's that for a segue? Yeah. <laughs> or or a, just a dumb comment to make. How about that? Um, but on that note, we are now going to talk about the epic films we've been watching. Cool. Uh, so why don't we talk about them? Um, there's a lot of stuff we have in common, a lot of stuff that's different. Um, why don't we jump into it? I what, Let's talk about... Um, let, you know what? I'm interested in this, so I'm going to ask you guys. How? What's Edge of Seventeen, and why is it good? Oh, I'm stretching. I didn't okay, think I'd be I'll, talking I'll, about I'll, I'll, oh, no. I'll, start, I'll start, and you can get. Um, Edge of Seventeen. It's a really cool coming of age movie about this girl who um, goes through a lot of tragedies early on. Awesome, um, sounds uplifting. You know, yeah. I mean, Nadine but like, played by uh, Haley Steinfeld, who is amazing. If you've ever seen the True Grit um, remake, she's the lead in that. I mean. She's done a lot of smaller uh, films remake? recently, yeah. so this is her great. first big. The Coen Brothers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah she yeah, was the, yeah. the the wonderkin child yeah, yeah. actress, yeah. right? But um, yeah, it's just her like this is her junior year of high school, and she's just going through a lot of stuff and um has a lot of angst. But it, I like the really the depth it gives to it. Like it doesn't just portray her as an ultimate angsty character. She's got um, and also the other characters too, like the. Um, you know, her brother is the more confident one, like, um, sports guy, and I don't know if you want to get me, give me details about the plot, but there are two big things that happen early on. Um, give me a little well, early on thing. Well, is okay, she so raped? her, her dad dies, um, early, like, I mean, early on. Her, yeah, yeah, like but, a lot of the, yeah. Yeah. I hate to be an asshole, but yeah, did yeah. she get raped? No, she's... That's every movie. Fortunately, no, 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 no. no that, that was not used as no, a plot no, no, point no. in this okay, film. That's good. Um... Yeah, her dad dies. Give the thing about. Yeah, so her dad dies. Uh Um, I mean, there basically it starts in flashback to when she's five, seven, five, five, seven, and then about thirteen. Okay, her dad dies, uh, and dad was like the only one was the parent that kind of kept her and her mother from fighting and you know pecking at each other. Kira Cedric plays her mother. Um, and then does she have an accent? Southern accent in it? 
Not really. Nah. No. And then lastly, there is, um, this happens really early on, but her best friend, who's really her only friend, uh, hooks up with her brother and they start dating. And, and she and her brother they, don't they, have a good, a good relationship and that only destroys it more, you know? Yeah, is her mom so, we're still talking about? No, no, no. Her, her brother. Her brother. Her she doesn't really have a good relationship with her brother or her Her mother. best okay. and only friend hooks up with uh, her brother. And okay. then they end up dating. Destroys. They It puts the wedge. She's kind of off on her own flailing about trying to figure out who she is, what she what she wants to be, all that. I mean, it's it's a coming-of-age movie um, that, for and me... And Woody Harrelson is the teacher that kind of helps her through. But it, I was surprised at how he's really not in it much, but I like what they do with this character. Was this a book first? No. No, it was an original screenplay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, for me, the thing with this movie that immediately, I mean, it... Yeah, what grabbed you about it? It felt very much like me in high school. Like, you know how there, there are those movies that speak to a generation that they always talk Like The Breakfast Club. Sure. Um, where it's like, everyone can see themselves in someone. But, like, I've seen a lot of teenage comedies, coming-of-age movies, I really like that demographic and, and reflecting. But in Nadine, it was like... And my mom's... We saw it on Thanksgiving, and, and she had the same reaction. Where it was like, that is me in high school. And, like, not, not one Wait, to her one. in high school, your mom, too. No, 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 no. That she was saying okay. about me. Okay. It's like... There was a like one to one connections to how I was, the person I was, the things I did, the way I, I acted and thought, and it was just creepy. And so many of the things she was doing, I was like, oh god, I did that. I did exactly that. That's how I thought. That's what I did. Did so, she ask fifteen different girls out? Huh? No, no. <laughs> That's a little known fact about Jordan. It's not a little known. Twenty eight, <laughs> and then I met. My fiance, who's the, so it worked out. It did. Uh, anyway, that would have been really surreal though if, like, the girl in Edge of Seventeen asked literally twenty eight men out, or, or if she was gay. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't one to one. And there are certain aspects that I obviously don't have the experience with, like a, a bad relationship with or, my brother, or being a girl, or but bad relationship with a parent, the worldview, the way that she was at a party, the mm. just the hanging out at home watching Futurama reruns. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty spot on. It was right? like point to point. And in so many situations, it was impossible for me not to feel myself in the movie and just like I was wanting to crawl into my skin in so many scenes where I was like, Jesus Christ, this was me in high school and, mm. and things that would happen to her that were bad I felt or the good things I, I connected with and Exalted, just yeah. it it was impossible not to just get enveloped in the movie, and for me, it was a very personal reaction. But it's also a very funny, well-written movie with with yeah. a lot of great um, developments and solidly teenage moments and decisions and thought process, and an exactly ambiguous enough ending, which I know is weird to say, but a big part of it is like this sort of flirtatious yeah, yeah, subplot yeah. that that. In, in a more mainstream movie would have ended way more definitively than it does. Yeah. And I like that there's some ambiguity there that speaks to some other things. I don't want to give too much away, but, but she has another friend named Irwin that she uh, hangs out with. Which, if there's anyone who I relate to the most. And it, it was funny. I saw my friend Jacob, and he was uh, he had the same reaction that Jordan had to Nadine. He's just like, oh my gosh, Irwin is totally me in every way. Like, uh, like he's just this, like, nerdy kid that... Um, yeah, I was going to crush on her and um, just his, like, awkward mannerisms and stuff. I wasn't... I saw a bit of him in my... A bit of bit of myself in him as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I saw some... There wasn't anyone in it I totally related because I also see that my experience watching a lot of teenage movies is that I have a weird one because 
I went to a unique high school that was, like, not your typical, like, dominated by the popular kids. It was a, um, it was a magnet school, so it was pretty normal to be a nerd there. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, like, and so I didn't really have the same experiences as that, and so I always had plenty of friends and all that, and, like, could still be a nerd and be totally in that. But, yeah, if there's any, I read to Erwin, but even not being able to really relate to the situations that Nadine had, it was, I just felt like she was a really well-written, well-acted character, um, and really fleshed out, and, and all of them, too. There wasn't anyone that was, like, a total stereotype. It's and, just, you, you know, know what, you know what, that's awesome. It yeah, sounds yeah. like a great movie. Yeah, What's yeah. hard for me to understand is I feel like these movies come out a lot, movies like They this. do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, and no. I don't, and, and I don't see you guys going to those movies, so I'm trying to understand, like, why this one was, like, brought both of you into the theater. Jordan Not recommend. even DVD. Okay, so Jordan yeah, yeah, was the I, Yeah, I was so like. it pulled you in uniquely because you saw a trailer, or what I wouldn't was say it? uniquely. I like these types of movies, and it's. Yeah. I mean, you didn't go see The Fault in Our Stars, you know? Um, that's that's, that's not now. this. That's not I'm a coming of age story. Yeah, smiling yeah, over yeah. here devilishly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Purposely threw that one in there. I thought you were going to throw a legitimate example. There are like, legit examples. I saw Youth and Revolt in theaters. That Michael Sarah film. <sighs> there are legit examples, though, of movies that are kind of like that, that maybe you guys didn't no, see. That's what I'm what's saying. That's one that I saw. Okay, what's that one with... Um, What's his name? Uh, the dude who played the drummer in um, the one you love, Backbeat or whatever. Uh, Whiplash? Whiplash? Yeah. Miles oh, Teller? Yeah, 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 Miles yeah. Teller. There's like three or four Miles Teller like coming of age teen movies that like I, I never like heard Like 21 of and Over? Yeah. That's a good one. I enjoyed that. Wasn't there some... All right, forget it. I don't I'm just examples. saying, I do watch these movies. They don't come up. It's not like something I, I'm frequently. I'm not but, on. Oh, okay. So Edge of Seventeen just happened to be particularly good. So that's why I'm hearing about this one. Well, again, yeah, it spoke to me. I always, I, see. I, I it legitimately did. How awkward and self-aware she is at a party, and that that sense of like not being able to talk to anyone, mm-hmm. the sense of having no friends, not because my friend slept with my brother, but because I went to a high school that. The majority of people I knew didn't, and this, so the spectacular now is the one I was thinking of, or that awkward moment, or two night stand. That awkward moment, or two night stand. I wanted to see. I, I th- that didn't get a big release to my knowledge. Possibly not. And yeah. then spectacular now is good. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You, now, what's you, that you other one there? The the you the the the, the aw- that awkward ball. moment. Oh, okay. I remember that, but I don't. So remember. you go to all these fucking things. Okay, this makes more sense. <laughs> what is the girl's name? Um, um, the girl in um, Divergent. I, I, I'm trying to think of her name. Shailene Woodley. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so just yeah, I I didn't have like I did not really have friends my first year and a half of high school. Uh-huh. Just not at my school because I sure, was sure. very bad at making friends. Okay. Like all of the friends I had through middle school were because I made a friend. Literally. The, I, I switched schools around a lot when I was in elementary school, and then I made a friend literally because I was the only other Middle Eastern kid in okay, the class, gotcha. and so they, they made friends with me there. And literally every friend I made after that was kind of like connected to that, gotcha. until it was like chopped off in high school. So gotcha. from there, I finally started getting better about making friends, gotcha. but it, it, high school was a bad, okay, bad yeah. era in terms of me being at all social. Gotcha. So I saw that in myself. I saw just... So much the se- the hating teenagers while being a teenager thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a bullet, I was that. <laughs> so, I, I, I just I would if someone wanted to know what I was like in high school, this is the movie I would show them, and to have that, this is the movie I would probably tell about myself in a lot of ways. So, I just I can't not love this film for gotcha. that reason. It just is so strikingly intimate to my experience. Yeah, 
I mean, that's how I feel. I've talked about Speechless on here, the show on exactly, NBC, yeah. and it's just like it is uncanny how many situations JJ has that I'm like, wow, they nailed this. Like, I mean, not just because I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously a big part that he is disabled, but just the way they treat that. And I mean, there were, but there was an episode um, like two weeks ago where Valley has a crush on the girl and all that, and like. I don't want to spoil what happens, but like the what happens there, it was like I was like, "Dang, this is like so." One of my perks of being a wallflower. Trying to remember, is that that's Ezra Miller? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it very well, but I did see that. Okay, wasn't that like two thousand? No, it just came out like two years ago. Oh, jeez. My favorite episode of that. So one of my favorite scenes of that nature was was like, wouldn't it be more discriminatory not to hate him for ruining our dance? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that sounds pretty good. Edge of that Seventeen like it's got some good writing. Edge of Seventeen was was very good. Um, I, I'm not fronting. I'm probably going to be talking about this movie again in no, I'd like to next look up the next episode, yeah. Yeah. which is our best of the year list. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. cool. Next movie. Uh, next movie. Let's let's go a totally different direction and talk about something that I think we're a little divisive on, maybe, and that is a huge movie from an author that I admire a ton. Her name is J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Um, Joanna Rowling and she is incredibly talented her book series Harry Potter you may have heard of it Uh, not only that but she also writes and I'm just mentioning this because I love it so much adult books uh, the later Harry Potters were kind of adult books too but she wrote specifically The Casual Vacancy and now three um, Cormoran Strike mystery novels that are fucking phenomenal The Cuckoo's Calling The Silkworm and Career of Evil Career of Evil I'm only halfway through because that one's not my favorite but the first two are fucking phenomenal and they're like there is much social commentary of, uh, um, respectively, the film industry and the book industry, which both things she knows a ton about. So they're really, really phenomenal. Um, but the uh, anyway, so so she, in addition to writing the Harry Potter books and these adult books, wrote a little like leaflet of a book called um, Amazing Beast. What was it? Uh, 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 Spectacular Beast? Is that it? Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. A little pamphlet of a book. And it's got for kids to buy when they love Harry Potter. And it's basically just got like the names of these creatures she made up. And like, and it says that, and in the front it's like says that Newt Scamander wrote the book. Kind of like her very first foray into ghostwriter names or, or pseudonyms. Um, anyway, so years and years go by. She had said for a while there's no more, not going to be any more Harry Potter movies. And all of a sudden, uh, we start hearing that there's going to be one. And it's going to be Fantastic Beasts and Where. Is this about accurate? Sure. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find yeah. Them. Um, it's going to be um, a huge film, and then we hear there's going to be three, and then we hear there's going to be five now. So it is now uh, unto itself its own new huge franchise. It's crazy to think it's only been five years since yeah. the last awesome. Harry Potter film. That is crazy out. to think because I thought it was a lot longer than that. I mean, it's been a decade since the books. Well, nine years since the books ended, but yeah, yeah five years. Regardless, though, um, we have this movie that came out, and it's definitely. Um, I don't know. I think we all had different opinions of it. I'm going to start and say that I loved it, uh, especially as a way of starting off and kicking off a franchise. I, I liked this movie a lot. It's like in seven, five, eight to me, but it has the potential to breed a. a and when I, by the way, that's a seven, five, eight popcorn seven, five, eight. That's not a like 
genius film that blew my mind right. 758 you know or, or 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 you know the equivalent 995 on that same scale you get what i'm saying yes. but, so just yeah, yeah. minor but, note yeah because we have all seen this movie we will probably delve into spoilers a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. worth pointing that out see yeah exactly so anyway um it does a really good job at setting up uh the franchise for me uh, i also really enjoyed a lot of different aspects of it i like the beasts I like the characters. I think they were all great, especially the Muggle character, the Nomad, as he's now called in this new American Wizarding world. Um, but it's definitely interesting. Um, there was a definite disconnect, and we'll talk all about this, I'm sure, when you guys give your thoughts. But there was a definite disconnect between Newt Scamander and his like losing a couple of his creatures and having to collect them back, and that whole way of introducing us into this world. Versus the whole like world-ending evil magician threat that becomes kind of the second half of the movie. There's a bit of a disconnect there, but I thought they they glued it together effectively enough uh, to make for a really entertaining time. So I certainly enjoyed the hell out of myself seeing it, um, even though it may be like a seven-five film. Anyway, that was my thought. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go to the flip end of the spectrum or go to the middle, like working your way down? I don't know who's middle. I'm middle. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, All right. Let's go middle. Alright, so for me, I went into this movie with zero expectation. And I say that because I had zero excitement for this movie. Uh, Not because I thought it looked terrible or anything, just because I could care less about Newt Scamander. Um, And it's hard for me to care about prequels where it's like, we kind of semi-know the end, or at least have some idea that it's gonna work out okay. It's one of my problems with uh, the Star Wars prequels in their original execution, although there at least was... There was something there of, like, wh- how exactly does the fall happen. Problem with the Star Wars prequels is that they ended up pretty terribly. But there there was, like, a narrative. But here it's yeah. just, like, he's gonna write a book, and all the, the Geller Grindelwald stuff has been resolved in the books, at least in terms of, like, how he's defeated and disarmed by... Dumbledore to get the Elder Wand, as it's like, who's the new master? What the fuck are you reading to know all this spoiler Harry shit? Potter 7. We yeah, know no, all I... about that from 7? Yeah. Yeah, they specifically talk about it because Grindelwald has the, the Elder Wand, and Dumbledore is the one who disarmed him. And There's a whole point claimed in the, it. like, I don't, I don't know exactly where. Oh, yeah, no, they when they get, you delve a lot into Dumbledore's past. In the, Why yeah. don't I remember that? I've read the whole book. That's yeah, weird. Okay. I mean, again, it was nine years ago that yeah. that one came out. Yeah. And it was, it, I mean, again, those weren't characters we really had any reason to give a shit about outside of, so the, here's the Elder Wand, it's so badass. It didn't connect, yeah, that's true. Um, So, again, to me, there's that aspect of it, it's like, and also, I was kind of like you, where it's like, so he's going to lose some animals and catch them for an hour? Well, that's a big hours? problem. That's a fundamental problem going into the movie, is that who gives a shit? Never, ever set up a movie with a dude with a suitcase where he's bobbing it around, and you know those creatures are going to get out, and then expect me to give a shit and watch two hours while he collects what, at the very beginning of the movie, he had nice and tight in a case. It's frustrating and not fun. But... I ended up, because of my very low expectations, I was able to end up enjoying it. All right. I did like, I liked, uh, also Eddie Redmayne was in fucking uh, (laughs) Jupiter Ascending, one of the worst performances of a generation. like seeing that. But he also won like the Oscar that year, the same year. I know. So it's like, which Eddie we getting was was my thought. Did he win the Oscar for the Danish Girl? No, he won it for the Brief History. A Brief History, yeah. 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 Uh, so, or the butterfly, or whatever it was called, the Stephen Hawking movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but going in uh, with lowered expectations, 
I ended up enjoying it all right. It's fun! Uh, I liked the characters. Um, I found Newt to be kind of scatterbrained, but in a way that made sense for like someone who would be more invested in their work than the people around them. Um, I liked the beasts, I agree, although it did get a... Like, the inside of his suitcase scene was very much green screen heavy to the point of being like, wow, there's... There's nothing here. Although I do think the actors did a fairly good job of interacting with things that weren't there. I don't see. I don't even let myself go there. Like to start thinking about what's green screen and what's not. I I I know what you mean because like a lot of people say about superhero movies, the more practical effects they have, the more authentic it looks. Too green screen, it just lo- nothing looks real. And I get that what you're saying, but he's in a suitcase that makes a world like. Green screen and magic are not that different, you know. Like no, that, but but at the same that's kind time, of what it should look like when they're ethereal scenes, and not real. It's it's a it's diff- simulated world. Yeah, but 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 then you have scenes where you really need to. It is noticeable when eye lines don't match up, or when it is very clearly their hands are just kind of moving unnaturally see, through look. air. I don't even look. It's for me, it's hard not to see that stuff. So that occasionally bled through. But again, I liked the creatures. I liked the main characters. I. Didn't love where it went, just in terms of it got very... Because my big fear going in is it's like, they're going to make Harry Potter a blockbuster. And that's kind of what the ending sort of ended up feeling like, where it got very much like, let's chase this giant magic demon creature. Well, the Obscurious through the city, and then they it is very vaguely killed it. Um, it is J.K. Rowling, though, and J.K. Rowling is not going to make a cheesy piece of shit blockbuster, I feel like. That's just me. There was also... My other thing going into it was all of the backlash against her, like, writing the history of American magic that got played up throughout the year of just being, like, wildly culturally insensitive in terms of looking at, like, Native Americans and how limited it was, like, the fact that America has one magic school and it's like, well, the UK is much smaller than the United States, so... And there was so there was a lot of that... It felt lacking in thought, and that was my worry going in. I don't know how much is fleshed out even yet, like... I don't know that they know where the plot elements they might have set up are, are going to go in the middle of this story. Yeah. Um, so here's the problem. When she wrote Harry Potter, and I know you know where I'm going with this, she was on food stamps or yeah. the equivalent in England and had literally – and she was a mom, but her, when her kids were at school, she had no job and literally had nothing to do but write Harry Potter. Not only that, but for the years before Harry Potter, she was dreaming up that world. Mm-hmm. So every aspect was thought out. Now she's writing two Cormoran Strike novels. She's producing this project. She's working on that project. There's the play. The play, The Cursed, the cursed Child. And to think that she would have the time to put in the kind of work it would need to build out that lore properly is, is arrogant You know, on her part. You know what I mean? Like, she needs a team to do that. Because she is not the J.K. Rowling, attention span-wise and time-wise, that she was. And so she needs a team to flesh it out, and then she needs to come in and say, yep, that makes sense. No, that doesn't. That's what should have happened. Instead, what it sounds like is she went to her word processor arrogantly and was like, do-do-do-do-do, I'm so good at this, I know this world, and just threw shit out there and wasn't thinking and blew it. Well, I'm sure she put time into research, but there was just aspects you can't... She might have overlooked. To me, the other things, um, I felt the magic was a little vague. I know these are Aurors who are supposed to be like the biggest badasses of magic, but it felt like they were never casting spells. They were just kind of flicking their wands to do whatever they wanted until they were casting very specific spells. So it was a little weird there. And the ending was very deus ex machina, it felt to me. So, But I enjoyed the adventure of it. I liked Jacob Kowalski. God, um, he kills. I hope he comes back. He I, it kills. seems like they were setting him up to maybe to go either way with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he makes this, when he smiles, when he sees her come in, 
I yeah, liked. I don't know why they did that. I, I really don't. If they have a five-movie plan planned out, like, I don't know why they don't just make him a character. Like, really? One Nomad is a problem? Really? Just one? You know, can't just one Nomad know what's up? He's obviously can handle himself. I also don't like that term, but I didn't like it when they first I don't like it either. It, so I that, don't like it either, not, but it, it is the term. That's I not mean, that big a deal. Uh, no. So, to me, it was it was solidly fun. I'd watch it again. I certainly would. I didn't... I didn't go crazy for it or I'm not like deep into Harry Potter again because of it. It's oh. just like that was a fun a fun time at the theater. I will definitely see what they do next. I just don't know if they know what they're doing next yet. We'll see, but hold on I, and I want to get your your, your whole sure. take in just a second. But I do want to say this one thing on the positive before we go yeah, more, yeah. more negative. My favorite aspect probably was Newt Scamander's fighting technique, as I was talking about. The way that they designed like you were talking about the wand work. The way that he incorporates when he goes into like he's like this really like drawn into himself character, but like his physical work was really good, like his physical humor and, and just the way he carries himself. He's a very good actor, very well trained, seasoned British actor, really talented. His lips always freak me out a little bit, but I try to like overlook that and just move forward. But like he's just so fucking talented, and the way that he embodied that character in every way, every gesture, every mannerism, he's he's closed in on himself almost, the way he walks through the world, and then he opens up. When it's time, when he's with his creatures, or when he's fighting with battles and he really needs to like be called upon to be brave, he's still a little bit into himself because he's like a scientific professor, uh, nutty professor type, but he's also just like mad badass. And he just like kicks into this this fighting style that's like wand work and kicks and gymnastics and then his creatures will come in and do a strike you know and then like and then like something else will happen and it's all this choreographed magical synergy that he has with his creatures that is just brilliant I love that yeah so anytime he's interacting with his creatures is amazing and I think like if that is his like fighting style almost like that would be awesome and I hope they bring that forward I think that would be great. He could be a force to be reckoned with because of his creatures. Because when he, who's probably got some limits to his abilities, falls down, this huge creature can come in and take a swipe. I love that. But anyway, yeah. what are your thoughts? Okay, well, first, on the positive end, let me just say, like, I have nothing but respect for J.K. Rowling. I mean, I grew up, like, I mean, uh, for me, Harry Potter was inescapable for me. I mean, yeah. uh, I grew up a theater kid, so... All my friends were huge Harry Potter buffs. Like, I always enjoyed it. I was never, like... Well, I mean, I was pretty into it when I was younger. As I got older and stuff, I'm like... Uh, you know, I still read them all, still saw the movies. I didn't watch them a million times. But I still really enjoyed it. And I, and I would... And I do... Um, just it being talked about again, it does make me want to go back and read the books again. But all that said, I didn't come on really with any expectations for this one. Because, like, it'll, same reasons you had and Jordan, like, with the um, plot of him just... You know, recollecting his beast, creatures, yeah, didn't do anything. For, I'm like, eh, but I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll give it a shot. But like, I didn't hate it. I, I was ultimately, I was pretty bored though. I was like, I mean, the pro. I'd say the biggest problem is that his story really had, which is not bad, but it has no relevancy to um, the Dark Lord thing, who we don't really get to know. I, I wanted to know more about Ezra Miller's character there, and then. Nothing really happens. I don't really... I come away not really knowing anything about him um, other than little tidbits and just the climax. It just felt... I mean, for the whole time, Eddie Redman is just... Or Newt is trying to get... Uh, his purpose in being in America is to get his dragon beast thing to Arizona to be free. Like, okay. 
and although while, that, and that then, motivation is 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 like a twist or whatever, there's some a, but like unnecessary that's a, twist yeah, yeah, where he reveals yeah. that like yeah. your own, your real motivation is not a bad thing. Why you got to do a twist? I don't that? know. That's the thing, and so that was part of what annoyed me. I, I thought that like in the they were building up to something that he had a bigger connection to Dumbledore or something like that. They would link him more. So that was kind of I'm like okay. So literally, you're only you're here you're here to get your dragon thing back to Arizona. And now you've lost your bees, and you have to go recollect them. And meanwhile, there are the just abrupt glimpses, uh, scenes of um, Ezra Miller, and it's all connected to the Grimwall thing. So it just didn't really do anything for me. I don't know, but I mean, it was, I, I mean, they were fun moments, and I did really enjoy New, and I love Jacob. You know, I mean, characters were fine, but it was just the plot. I was like, eh. Well, also that you brought something up that I really disliked about the movie, and that's the New Salemers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were just too dour for me. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The, the tone didn't fit right. I, that's the thing. It was yeah. too dark. And honestly, I think that's more on... I mean, I know it's in the script, but I don't know. I don't think David Yates is the best director to go through. He's already signed on either. for the night. And he's been doing it for... Since Order of the Phoenix, and he was great Eagle. for the later Harry Potter. For the later ones, when yeah, they yeah, got yeah. dark, yeah, yeah. But like, but now he, these I are heard meant that to I had be. the same reaction. Yeah. Is like the, the these should feel more like the early Harry right, Potter movies, right, right. maybe not in the youthfulness, like the yeah, dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in sure. the in the lighter, more levity, the tone, tone just felt very know. uneven. I think these yeah. are inherently adult films, though. These are not films for children. Sure. So adult and dark. No, 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 no. Fair enough, fair enough. But I, I think they are going for a darker tone. In that, I think they're trying to seed those things, and those are inherently dark things, because a lot of, anything with the Beast is just pure comedy, really. When you get down to the Niffler, or the the big rhino thing they have to... And shaking his butt, mating dance, etc., etc. All that is the lighter, more fun stuff, but it, it, it needs, it's more, it's jarring here, because they're trying to do both at the same time. And I, I just think, well, and also to me, I just think that those characters were just so dark for, for no reason that's ever established. You know, it's just not... I mean, yeah, we don't really find out why Voldemort... I mean, we do find out why Voldemort's dark, but yeah, we do, so that's not a good example. But I was even going to say, even when we're just asked to take him on face value about how dark he is, mm-hmm. it, 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 there's credulity there. When I saw these new Salemers, I was like, what are you so fucking pissed about? Why are you so mad about They think this? witches are real and evil, and in yeah. this world, they're techn- they're right. Right, but I mean, they're just so mean and so just, just brutal. Well, it's... It, it's the story of stuff that happened. I know. I just hate it. I just hate it. I didn't like Ezra Miller in it. I really don't know what I'm going to think of him in The Flash. Uh, you know, I, I just... I, I, I thought uh, Colin Farrell was fine. Yeah. I love the twist I at wish, the end. I'll be honest. I wish he was going forward, not not Depp. Because I don't really? know. Really? I like... I liked, I thought Colin Farrell did a really good job. You don't like Depp? Depp reminded me of how... like Kevin brought it up. The Newt's Commander thing is very much the... Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates 4 thing where it's like he's the main character for some reason even though the plot's not really about him. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's like the problem with... I actually like On Stranger Tides alright mm-hmm. but it's like why is Jack Sparrow here? Because the story has nothing to... He just is like stumbling well, around. Well the real question should be in reverse. Why is this the story? Because you obviously wanted to make a Jack Sparrow movie. Well the thing you with know? Jack Sparrow is he's always a support character and they've made his role so big in the franchise it's, it's weird. I'm, oh, I guess I'm that's sh- a good point. That's a good point, because the original movies were about the other characters. Yeah, Will Turner, um, who was the the protagonist for this. For, and the, don't get me wrong, the, the second and especially the third movie have a lot of problems. But... Oh, yeah. The second one's mad fun, though. It, it is fun enough. The third, third one's, one's a mess. I don't like the, the third one that much. Um, but, I don't know. The third one's just so... Uh, what was the other thing? There's one other thing that you kind of brought up, but now I can't remember it. 
So I also agree with you. Total Deus Ex Machina at the end, which was I think they vaguely from. like lo- dropped a line about it, but, but like but they were building up to. They did. Uh, their... No, there wasn't a drop line. There was him explaining that what he was working on, this stuff he was working on, in that CG green screen scene inside the suitcase. That's where that happened. Yeah, where he said, "I'm working on this stuff." And he, well, no, Jacob comes over with his big wide-eyed grin, and he goes, what's that there that you're working on? Because he, like, went over to work on it for a second, conspicuously, and while they were looking at the creatures, and he's like, actually, this is such and such, and if I get it perfected, it can do such and such. Which yeah, but then the way yeah. they combine, it's just, yeah. oh, oh, no, here was the other thing, where it's like, are they setting up that senator? Why is why is John Voight in this film? Yeah, I have no idea. That I didn't get at all. It's like, it's like is he yeah. is William Randolph Hearst? I was talking about with Jacob on the way out because he's a huge Harry Potter fan and he was talking about and he I was asking him like what are the plans for the sequel like this set of prequels and he said it's going to be like focused on a different character each time but the Dumbledore Grimwald will be in the backdrop of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I would think. Because I was trying to think, it's like I could see him coming back. I guess John yeah, Voight yeah. and his son. Maybe they remember. Yeah, because I know. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be a hundred percent effective if yeah. they're going to bring the other guy back. And maybe you could do something interesting with Grindelwald actually being more willing to work with humans and like, yeah. manipulate them than Voldemort ever was. Because you got to do something to not just make sure. him another dark wizard. Sure, sure. Again, that's why it's so vague and open ended. Like the, the the self-contained elements of this, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the core four characters, and I you would know like to see more done. of them. You but... know what they should have done? The more I hear you guys talking about this. Yeah. It shouldn't be Grindelwald. It should be some other wizard. Well, he's, so that we don't know the ending. He's fairly established, though, as, like, the threat before Voldemort, so... Okay. I don't mind seeing that. It's just, yeah, I just... No, don't but, know. but what he's talking about, about knowing the ending already, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. it's got prequelitis, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about, like, that, when he said that, like, a lot... You know, the way, I, the, the way the I journey am, could be good. The way I... Right. The way I am in these kind of conversations when I talk to you guys, like, I'm very... I have my strong opinions, but I'm also always on the receiver... At playing receiver sure, sure. and I'm always taking in thoughts and you know normally I can handle a prequel but you're right it is a bummer and then I, and I, that hit me when you guys said that like we already know the exact story about Grindelwald and what exactly happens with exactly the wand I mean, um, that bums me it's out just... You know, it bums me out. I wish I didn't it's know It's going to probably talk about their relationship a lot, or Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and that's cool. flesh that that's, out. Fleshing it out is cool, but, like, I don't know. It's it's. We also know that he and Tina get married, because that's, I think, who he dedicates the book to, or something to that effect. Um, or, no, not that book, but but it is, like, canon that they're, he's she is Tina Scamander by some point later in this timeline. So we know, that's my problem with prequels, where it's like, Maybe this journey will be good, and it could be. I, I'm looking forward to that next film. Yeah, I definitely am. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. I, like I said, it's a seven five eight film for me. What is it for you, Jordan? Six five seven six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're not too far away. Word. All right. What's next? Uh, I don't know. What else? Arrival. Arrival. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now yeah, you guys are going to have to be a hundred percent spoiler free. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is cool probably like, next to impossible with that movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I can tell. I mean, I can it just say what film. I really liked. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it was fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't heard about this one, it's a new science fiction film from, I'm, I don't think I'll ever get his name right, but I have a deep respect for him. Dennis, I'm going to say Villeneuve, but I could be butchering Villeneuve. that. Villeneuve. I could be butchering that, but anyway, he's the director of Sicario, Prisoners. Um, he'll be doing the Blade Runner sequel, which see how that turns out but um he's i mean a tremendous skill i think as a filmmaker um and 
I really enjoyed this one. I, I there were people just absolutely head over heels raving well, this about is, it. This has like a, like I, when I heard about it first, I yeah. heard that it had like a ninety seven. Yeah. Now it's 93, but at one point it had like a 97 yeah. or a 99 fresh on Rotten. Ugh. I think the best thing it does... But, I hate Rotten. I know, but but so the most hyperbole you'll see about the crazy beloved movies is like mm-hmm. 99% on Rotten. I think what it does Notice best... Notice I'm calling it Rotten. <laughs> I think what it does best as a science fiction movie, as an alien encounter movie, is that it hits on both an intellectual and an emotional um, level. Uh, there, I really like the idea of having... Amy Adams' character is a linguist who That's the government cool. uh, totally unique in, zero. Yeah, brings in to talk, to communicate with aliens. Um, and and my understanding is see. my understanding is it's all about language. The yeah, movie, yeah, it's very much. There is a lot of talking about theories of language and how how it affects the brain and how things work. And you'll probably like it because it is very. You know those parts in Virtue's Last Reward where they'll just stop and start talking about a theory and how yes. if it were real, this would happen. And then I love that. That's kind of how the movie plays out. Of It's like, if this were true, then this would happen. And that's sort of how things develop. I love that. Film. And that's their way of explaining the backstory on, on, on theories that are that we don't know. So it wouldn't you'd be lost if they didn't do it. Yeah. And so they talk about the theoretical theory that somebody posited one day back in the day. And then it comes true. Yeah, it's the story someone wrote when they saw that theory and were like, well, what if? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Created something from that. Yeah. Um, Amy Adams is amazing. Um, She, I mean, she's good in everything. She's good in everything. She never fucks up. The score is breathtaking. I like, as soon as I left the theater and I went home to write the review, I kept, I put the score on Spotify and was listening to it while I was writing it. Yeah, it is, uh, it's a very, very noticeable score that, 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 Plays really well, particularly um, the ending, because that's it's a yeah. The everything about it, I really enjoyed. I yeah. I know Kevin found the middle a little draggy. I really little, liked yeah. a lot of it. I I, I, I liked seeing was, the steps of them right right developing. It's again, it's hard. To, oh no, I liked that it was the pacing was. Good. I liked that it was just. It seemed like they were a little kind of just killing time from the middle because there's a big twist in the end that um which we won't spoil here um but um. I would say, like I did. I was listening, to, watching this video on Screen Junkies, um, where they bring in this physicist for all um, for a lot of sci-fi movies to talk about the science behind him. And he said, um, and he really enjoyed it as well. He said the only thing is that um, while it is fantastic that they brought in um, a linguist in the you know and made that um, and brought it to the forefront, which is. You know, you probably need a a different type of scientist to do this. Is that what he's saying? No, he's saying that um, they give a great attention to her to that, but in doing so, they kind of push the physicist and the other science, the disciplines to the side. And he said that if we are going to encounter aliens in this manner, you need multiple disciplines working together, not just one. Okay. Um, All right. So. Which was a valid point, but I mean, just yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. minor point. I could come up with thirteen other points about every movie. Well, that it's I like just that, that um, I mean, they're there. I, I think that's just who they chose to focus right, on. Right, right. That's right, what right. this movie yeah, is. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That's that's just that's sure. why that point's like okay. I, sure, sure. You know, yeah, I could have said I they, mean, the they scenario don't... is very specifically developed right, to right. need a linguist, and it's so like it's like you know, I didn't see the movie, but it's like you know, if I was an army general, I'd be like, if aliens came, what you'd really need is an army general. I don't know. Yeah, that's in this. But no, I mean it's a. I mean I gave it a. I think eight point five or nine. Was, yeah, like, yeah. By the way, check out uh, for a full review. Check out uh, Kevin's uh, review on the site, uh, joyofgeek.net. Uh, I'm trying to think. There, there was something else about it. Uh, 
It also it, it it's very good at there there is a twist. I think yeah. we, we've mentioned that, but without giving it away. It's like the hints are very subtle and then start to yeah, build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's very much a conversation to be had about when did you figure it out. Right, right. Because it doesn't become entirely apparent, obvious, until right, right. they literally spell it out. Right. But the hints start to kind of build and build and build on I what exactly is happening. Um, yeah, what, um, how long is it? Is it like three hours or is it two? No, it's like two. Uh, I think it's, yeah. I want to go see it. I want to see it. I want to like go see it like right now. Yeah, yeah. No, do. No, I highly recommend um, so yeah, Arrival was a pretty solid sci-fi film. Yeah. In a year of a lot that I'd still like. Again, I didn't see Midnight Special. I'd like to see No, that. I do want to see that. Um, We've got Passengers coming up. Passengers is coming up. That looks sick. Are you, yeah. are you pumped for Passengers? It's probably what oh, I, I will am. see. I am. Um, yeah, so. Okay. I'm trying to think. What, is there any other? Um, those are the ones in theaters on, as far as I've caught up over a break from last year, I finally watched, um, Trumbo. Which is the biopic yeah. that uh, Brian Cranston's in? He plays Dalton Trumbo, um, who was a screenwriter back in the cla- yeah back in classic Hollywood. He wrote films like Spartacus and Roman Holiday, um, and he was one of the blacklisted screenwriters during the. He was a damn commie. He was a he was a commie. He was a commie. Um, uh, was he actually? Yeah, yeah, no, he was. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm very fascinated by that era of Hollywood. Um, I'm currently reading comics wise Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips's The Fade Out, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Um, but so I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I I wanted to see it when it came out, but there were I was seeing a lot of movies last year. Hard to see um, everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, I mean, needless to say, Brian Cranston gives a phenomenal performance, and um, I'm generally skeptical about biopics just because. There are, one, there are certain moments, you know, they're going to build up to, like, you know, the titling of Roman Holiday here, and, like, um, and, you know, just trying to encapsulate a person's life into two hours, and there's inevitably going to be some cheesy moments, but I think they handled this one really well. Um, it, nothing really felt, um, really forced. I thought the pacing was solid. Um, the actors they got to play, um, people from that era were really good. Um, like, I forget who was it played Edward G. Robinson, but he was spot on. Um, John Goodman also is pretty as a scene stealer as um, because at a certain point he has to go work for this B movie studio um, and because and disguise his name um, because he's still under the on the blacklist. Um, and John Goodman is the producer there, uh, and he's fantastic. So I really enjoyed that one, um, and I also finally saw Creed. I know it took me forever, but I oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great yeah, yeah. That was a great film. I, knew I think I would that was love my it. number three. I number knew two. I would love it, but yeah. It was on your top three. It was two or one. It was on your top three, I remember. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like that movie. It has um, me all the more excited for well, anything Ryan Coogler will do, but Black Panther especially. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Trumbo and Creed were ones I caught up on there. Nice. Any yeah. films you yeah. seen recently? Rich? I saw a couple uh, interesting ones. Um <laughs> One is called this is this was this was a fucking joke of a movie, but it's called White Girl. Have you heard of this? It's Maybe. like a Sundance big pick huh. uh, by a first time filmmaker. But like it's recent. It, or? It's this movie that is being dubbed like the modern day kids. Not, okay. Nothing okay. has been as effective at conveying modern city life as this movie since sure. kids. You know, which is with the motherfucking virgin surgeon and all that shit, and the guy giving himself AIDS by raping a corpse. Uh-huh. That kind of thing, right? So this movie is about this girl. Um, she's a white girl. 
Um, she's in New York going to school at like a nice university, maybe NYU or something. She meets a Hispanic drug dealer on the street. So the double meaning is he sells coke, which is nicknamed White Girl. So that's the double meaning there. This is a beloved movie by some people, but what it really is, what it really boils down to, is like her having sex with two or three people in disturbing ways, way too soon, without even knowing them, um, doing mad drugs, uh, getting money, losing it when she's under the influence. It's just one of those movies that I just, I don't know, I just really didn't enjoy it. But anyway, it, it exists. Um, she's, you know, it just it's just basically here's a girl and it's sort of like a, hey, hey parents, this is what your girl might be doing, you know, more than it was like a story I was engrossed in. So I didn't love it, but it exists. Yeah. You seeing it? I, I was looking it up just because I think I'd heard of it vaguely. And now I'm on, why have you done this to me? I'm on Harmony Corinne's page seeing if he has a new movie coming out. Oh, no. He does. Fine. He might after Gummo. No, after Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. My friend Lucas, who we went to NC Comic Con with, he is a huge Harmony Corinne fan. So he talks about him quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Emo, emo Lucas. Yeah. You didn't even know that he's emo Lucas, but he is emo Lucas. (laughs) He's in an emo band. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. He's a baller. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, from the ten minutes I've known the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. have you seen Spring Breakers? No. Okay. I like. I like. I know he Spring he wants break. me to like watch, but I like. I know Spring enough about army to just. It is. I did not like that. I yeah, I mean, Oof. it's just. Tim I, you likes have it. To be, Tim loves it. We had a car long conversation. Our friend, Tim, yeah, yeah, former yeah, host yeah, yeah. Tim, and I have very polar opposite opinions on movie, and he will tell me how good it is, and I'll be like, Tim, I. Don't like that movie. And then he'll look at Jordan and he'll be like, Spring Break Forever. Because that's what he does in it. Basically what it is, is a juxtaposition of like this guy who's just like a horrendous human mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. juxtaposed against Spring Break shots. Yeah. So it's him like sticking gats in his pants and yeah. fucking girls. And then like it's all psychedelic looking and then it shows like girls doing shots off titties mm-hmm. and, and, and six pack abs. And imagine every- He has an audience for it. He I does. Mean, yeah. Tim hates his other movies but loves Spring Break. Really? Spring and- Break. Tim sees it as, you know, Spring Break as, like, imagining it as a religious experience. And I'm like, I don't not see that reading, but I also don't like that movie. I, and I haven't seen it since... Mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters because I had to see it for a film class. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so White Girls is along the lines of a Harmony Crew. It is White Girl. I mean, right on the very front. I mean, they want you to think that. Right on the very front, it's her. Like, and what you don't know it at that point, but it's the guy. He's, like, kissing on her neck. And it's the scene where he first has sex with her, like, the night they meet out on the street. Yeah, and yeah. puts her up against a building and fucks her. You know, and it's that scene, but preliminary to the fucking. And then it says at the top, um, the most controversial film about what kids are up to in the city since kids. Oh, you know, wow. or something. Was this so. recent or what? 16, yeah, but yeah. It, it was just, it, it was one of those direct-to-Netflix things. Right, right, right. So like, sure. it went to Sundance and then Netflix. Sure, sure. So I saw it, it was like, Netflix original or something So I like can that. watch it is what you're saying. You're in luck. You're oh, both boy. in luck. For seven ninety eight a month, you too can experience White Girl in all its glory. And oh, here I you know what the most... was, and here I thought I was paying that to watch season two of Fuller House, but nah, it's for White Girl. I don't even <laughs> want to watch that. Oh, let me just say this though, and I love Full House. Um, the other thing is one disturbing aspect is Chris Noth or Chris Noth, who plays Mister Big uh-huh. and a lot of other roles. He's also in like uh, Law and Order all the time. And he's uh-huh. like very legit, dis- you know, distinguished people. Sure. I mean, maybe in The Good Wife, he's a little sleazy, but regardless, like he's like this guy I've respected in every role he's in, pretty much. And in this, he plays a lawyer who rapes her passed out body. And I was just like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see that, dude. I don't want to see Chris Noth disgraced. Yeah, yeah. I can't get it out of my head, man. I can't get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can, by the way. I just think about something else. And then it's gone. Yeah. 
All right. The other thing I've seen is really cool, and on the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. it's called King's Glaive. Have you heard about this? Oh my god. What? I'm not surprised because apparently it's required reading, but <laughs> right, right. So Final Fantasy 15. I won't go into this heavy because we're doing gaming soon, and we'll be talking about that. Um, playing Final Fantasy 15, but the more I've been playing it, I've found out that like, see, Final Fantasy 15 has been in the development for like 10 years. This mm-hmm. game, you know, Final Fantasy, right? What it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, very cinematic experience, right. role playing game. Right. But because they were trying to make this game and it became like three different games at different points, the story just got huge and bloated and overblown. Sure. So in order to really make the story complete, it's actually been released as a video game, which is kind of like the middle. But it also has accompaniments. So it's one of those like transmedia experiences. Sure. So it also has a full feature cinematic CG film voiced by people like Aaron Paul hmm. and um, Lena Headey. And then it also has an anime, a five-episode anime called uh, Final Fantasy XV Brotherhood, which is also supposedly pretty good. But as I'm playing Final Fantasy 15, I'm like, what's going on? Like I kind of, and then I heard that they've actually recently spliced in like cuts from this movie, like into the footage to like make the story make more sense, right? And and then this, by the way, the reviews are in it, and they say it's a glorious mess. Like that this game is gloriously fun. It's just, and it is really good. But that it's it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. It's a ten year development cycle, and it went sure. through different titles and all that. But regardless, that it's a great game at the end of the day. But I was like, I gotta see. This, this movie, because what it does is it sets up the entire conflict of the game. It's basically the battle they were going to put at the beginning of the game, and then they were like, yeah, we ran out of time. Mm-hmm. So, in ten years. But whatever, like, you know, they, they just didn't, they couldn't, it was too big, the scope. So, they we'll, we'll make a CG movie, so they passed that off to the people who did, like, Spirits Within, which is mm-hmm. another CG Final Fantasy film. But this one, you know, it hasn't gotten very good reviews, no surprise, they never do. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty good. I've really been enjoying it. It... You know, often when I see these CG movies, like when I tried to watch Spirits Within, I've tried to watch that like three or four times. And, <laughs> and Advent Children, like I tried to watch these things and like I just, they're so boring. They're so pointless. It's like a cutscene's great because it's three minutes and then you start playing again. But these are like cutscenes for an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes and it just gets so dull and all I want to do is shut it off. Not this time. I was really compelled by the story. Partly because I know that like the characters that are in it are like main characters in Final Fantasy XV. So I know that what happens to them is very essential to that story. So anyway, I watched Kingslave uh, yesterday and today. And I Did actually, they just release it online? Or? It's a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, okay. It also comes with Deluxe Edition, but you basically pay for it because okay. the Deluxe Edition of the game is $30 more. Sure. Um, and then you can also... Um, I found it somewhere online. I'm sure, not going to sure. buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, cool. um, it's, it's, it's really entertaining. I would say if you're going to play Final Fantasy XV, I mean, it is a feature film, so it does qualify. Sure. Um, but it's, it's good. It's really entertaining to watch. I, w- I mean, even if you don't play video games, I would say it's a good, it's a good one to see just to experience what Final Fantasy is because it sure. really does hit all the notes of a Final Fantasy game, uh-huh. but in like a film. Except maybe, the, well, there's some romance, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway, that's cool. it for me. Cool, cool. What do you guys got? Do you have anything, Jordan? Not really. No, I yeah. thought you had more on your list. Uh, no. Those are the big ones. I mean, no we, quick we picks. Had, uh, I, I've been watching. Not I've watched a lot of uh, TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, me too. You know, me as too. We we'll get about back on the to the last it. episode. We'll get back to it. Uh, but no, films are are coming, and we're going to obviously be talking about our favorites of the oh, year. Oh, I know what you missed. I know exactly what you missed. Moana. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did see oh, yeah. Moana. Quick Moana speed. Um, I really enjoyed Moana. The music is fantastic. It's obviously the big draw for a lot of people, given Lin-Manuel Miranda's involvement. Um, But the story was really good. It subverted a few of the standard, like, Disney princess tropes. Um, It is a fun adventure time. For me, it wasn't wasn't the best of their recent output. 
Um, I I tend to to not be the biggest fan of the the more like Disney princess films anyway. Um, I felt the narrative was a little basic in this one, although it's resonated with a lot of people. It's always good when it's you know not a, another white cast for these things. Did and, I ever tell this... you about you know you just reminded me of? Did I ever tell you about the girlfriend that I had a couple years ago? This girl I dated, she was really young and. Everything she experienced, I think I told you guys this story, everything she experienced was like, it related to her and only her. You know, she's one of those girls, she's like, oh my god, like, we're, that guy's speaking to me right now. Like, uh-huh. he gets me and I get him. Like, we, go, I took her to see Bright Eyes, she was like, oh my god, like, I understand Connor Oberst in a way, like, I don't think anybody else can. I mean, I was like, oh my god, he's my favorite artist, you were so insulting. You know? At the time, I really liked him, again. Things like that, she's that kind of person, like, she's no consideration for, like, that anybody else would care about the stuff. It's like, it's all about her. That type of girl. And she saw Brave, right? The movie Brave. And then she was just like, oh, I saw Brave. And she's like, opening her mouth to say the next word. And I'm just like, let me guess. You're just like that girl. And she was like, well, yeah, I am. I'm just like her. And she goes on for ten minutes and tells me, she's just like that girl from Brave. And I was like, you are kidding me. You have no personal insight. Sorry, that's my little rant about a relationship. Nice. But nice. no, it's just funny how like people find themselves in these characters, and the characters are so adept at connecting to yeah, yeah, yeah. people. So it was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, I did enjoy it. Shadow your review with that. There, crazy the songs, story. the songs were great. Um, but like I was saying, for me, uh, Tangled is probably my favorite in recent years of theirs in terms of the the more standard princess storyline. But uh, in a year, Tangled's good. In a year of uh, uh, Zootopia being probably my favorite Disney movie this year of the two that they had, and yeah. I guess more if I throw in the Jungle Book live action, but ah. uh, I tend to like it and when they get a little. We never saw that dragon again. <laughs> Peach Dragon was good too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, different. My bad. I liked Peach Dragon. Okay. I reviewed it. I know um, positively, uh, but Moana was Jungle really Books good this year too. Yeah, jeez, yeah. man. Disney hell of a and Disney doing, year. He's doing Lion King and Jungle Book too. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, Homeboy got lucky yeah. to think from swingers to this. Like he is like auspicious. That dude. Like how did he pull that off? And he can. He was go. like Mikey in Swingers, and all of a sudden, and then he, he was the cheap director that was gonna listen to them on Iron Man, and then he didn't listen to them, and he made it awesome, and then. He got like booted from Iron. Was he Iron Man two? No. No, he le- he was Iron Man two, and then he, oh. he left and did okay. his own thing, and he's come back kind of into the fold. Uh, and he's always been there. He did Happy Hogan in Iron Man three, and is returning as Happy Hogan in Spider Man Homecoming. So, okay. uh, no, uh, I've just I, never seen a guy with less make more of it. Like he's just like you know when you see people, it's like man, you took like a small amount of potential. And just, like, went to the moon with it. He's very talented, don't get me wrong. But he's the kind of guy that gets overlooked a lot, you know? Alright, that's my take. Um, but, I enjoyed Moana. In a year of really strong animated films, uh, though, it, it wasn't my overall favorite. But it, it's part of the, Disney's new renaissance they've been having. It's another strong entry. So, I enjoyed that. Well, it doesn't hurt to grab somebody like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, mm-hmm. right at the peak of their fame. Like, was there any doubt it was going to be, like, pretty popular, you know? Uh, no, but it, it, it's one of their better ones in recent years, I would say. It's so just, what is it, what are the recent ones, real quick? I know we're about to wrap up, but there's Zootopia, which was your, like... Wow. In the past few... I would say their new renaissance really started when they really embraced CG. Although a lot of people like Princess and the Frog. I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Then you had Tangled, uh, Winnie and... Winnie, Winnie and the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. 
Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Did they Frozen. have the guy with the, pant, the pants guy from Saturday Night Live and Winnie the Pooh movie? No. Dude, I love him. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. There's this Winnie the Pooh sketch. I can't believe you haven't seen this on Saturday Night Live. And it's really funny, but it's like Danny B. Real, who's like mm. Winnie the Pooh's brother, who's like really like, he's from like the city. Oh no, I have seen this. Yeah, Danny B. Real. Danny, Danny the Real. And he comes, he goes, man, Pooh, what are you doing, Pooh? You ain't even wearing pants, man. That's weird. And look at Christopher Robin over there. He look weird, man. It's just really funny. You, I'm not doing it justice, but you got to see right, it. It's right, really yeah, great. Yeah. Anyway, Denny the Real was not in the movie. Uh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6, Ray Ralph, um, Frozen Tangled. I think that's the majority yeah. of them. Okay. Frank and Weenie. Inside Out? Oh, that's Pixar. Inside Out is Pixar, yeah. Frank and Weenie is my favorite Disney movie. Is that pre, pre-Princess pre and the Frog? That's eh, not, it was like that, 2012. It doesn't count. It is not no, part of the official thing, Disney I'm canon. Saying, I'm yes. just saying. Listen like, to him. He's like, I'm just saying. It's a like. Out how Disney is it movies, not so. one of the official canon? Because the official canon of the film is made by Walt Disney Animation Studios. And so what's Frank and Weenie? Sixty official canon films. I don't know who made Frank and Weenie. It has Disney's name on it. No. Yes, uh, but but I can. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Tell me the thing. There, no, this would be. It. There's there's the oh. Walt Disney Animation Studio. That is like the core film production team that has made everything since Snow White through um, Moana. Moana in like that. The, their film, basically. Those are the core canon films. Then there is like Walt Disney or Disney Toon Studios or Pixar or um, they have a few other production companies. Well, I just didn't know. I thought it was Disney and Pixar. I didn't know there was Disney Toon Studios and shit. Yeah, they make things like any of the shitty direct-to-DVD sequels to Disney movies <laughs> oh. that plagued the 2000s. Okay. Um, things like that. You've but got... Frank and Me- Weenie made it to theaters. What made it so... Well, it made it to... Th- no, they've made other films that have made it to theaters. I like or, or Planes. The Planes films would be made by them. Oh, okay. Those came to theaters yeah. as well. I forget who made Frank and Weenie, but like yeah, yeah, the yeah. live-action Jungle Book or those types of movies. That's another Disney house of... Or another production house at Disney. So it's like the the canon as it is among you know for Disney fans, and again there are super hardcore Disney fans. Obviously. I know your girlfriend, uh, fiance, is one of them. But they're hardcore than that when you got like the people that live and breathe Disneyland is like you oh, know follow my, worship at the cult well, of Waltz. What was I've that? Been, Books Frantic? What? I've been to Disney World about eight or nine times. My brother in law and sister, well, they went there for their honeymoon. They'll be back with us next summer. Like they've been my brother in law. I want to say fifteen times. Like Did you go this summer? Not this year. We're going this coming summer. But, uh, what, what, what did you used to go every year? Yeah, we did. Uh, what happened this summer? Year. Well, I mean, we do yeah, every year, every uh, like two something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, That's we've cool. been a lot. Yeah. I want to go to see Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah. I've still not been to Harry Potter. Well, I can't. I haven't been to Harry Potter wall because that's part of Universal. So you're down there. Yeah, that's uh, where you gotta go. Yeah, I might. All right. Yeah. Alright, I'd be like beeline for that fucking yeah, yeah, wand yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. go in that wand shop that so cool. bad, that would be I cool. want my wand. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they make you like a special wand, then you go and you drink like the, 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 the root the birch yeah, yeah, beer. The butter beer, yeah, butter yeah. Beer. yeah, yeah. That just sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really fun. Alright, well, I, is that it, guys? Oh, oh real quick. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, okay. this is, this is going to be... Okay, so there's Walt Disney Animation Studios, Disney Toon Studios, Pixar, Walt Disney Television Animation... Studio Ghibli, other Disney studio, third-party studios. Okay, what's Frank all of which? <laughs> yeah, look up Frank and Weenie. What year did Frank and Weenie come out? 2012. I don't even know what's going to be on this list. Uh, 2012. Frank and Weenie. <laughs> I went to the Bolt page. Dang it, one sec. Frank and Weenie. Drum roll, please. 
From 2012. How legit or illegit is Frank and Weenie? Here we go. Final Tim word. Burton Productions. Okay. So third party oh. studio. That's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah. But it is Disney. They released it, yes. So that's Corpse Bride and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I did have one more game we could play, though, real quick, which okay. ties into uh, what are, will we be seeing. And that is, next episode of film, like most of our next episodes, will be our best of the year lists. Right. So it is currently, as we are recording this, December 10th. So theoretically, we've seen most of the movies that are going to be on our list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what's still left to come out this year and see what might make our lists. Okay, let's uh, do it. Yeah. So this very weekend, Office Christmas Party came out. La La Land does not yet have a wide release. What is La La Land? That's the Ryan Gosling Emma Stone musical. From the director of Whiplash. Yes. Oh. Also starring uh, J.K. Simmons, Tom Everett Scott, Rosemary DeWitt. Is it it like an R-rated musical? No, uh, no, I don't... It might, might be, be yeah. I think it might I don't want to. I don't want to speak on that. It might but be it's very right. like uh, it, it's. It's adult. Yeah, adult oh, yeah, musical. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. a PG. Right, right. All right. John Legend's in it too. All right. Yeah. So next, okay. next, next week. Now, La La Land doesn't have wide release yet. This is its official mm-hmm. release date, but because of uh, awards. Yeah. Though it is supposed to be out, I think Christmas. You know what I'm so. waiting for. I'm waiting for the big one, man. Speaking of Christmas, but keep going. Next week. Uh, if any movie is going to potentially make my list, uh, Rogue One. I oh, guess yeah. any of our lists, potentially. Well, but that's definitely there. I mean, I, that goes without saying. I'm going to see the I hell think, out of Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, that has been my most anticipated movie since that first teaser trailer blew me away so hard. I, I don't know if this movie will live up, but man, what a cast. What a hopefully great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it really is, again, it seems like every time one of these Star Wars movies comes out, these new ones, it's like they have so much weight on their shoulders. Like, now this has to launch the whole concept of having Star Wars story side movies. You know, it's got all that on its shoulders, and it'll probably pull it off. Probably. Uh, Collateral Beauty, starring Will Smith, as what he talks about. No, no, no. He writes letters to concepts like death and hope, and they start <laughs> answering him. <laughs> Helen Mirren plays death. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Creative. Terrible. Uh, something called Fences, which I have not Oh, heard. you know what it is? Hmm. You know, I, I saw a preview for it. It's, um... Uh, Denzel, Denzel, and um, what's her name? Viola Davis. Viola Davis, and it's it's basically about him, and he's been like stunting his son's progress by being like too tough love with him, and like it takes place in like it looks like the forties or fifties, and or maybe even the eighties, but like he's like a dad stuck in the past, and he's just like kind of an abusive father and a, a neglectful husband, and like it's all about him coming to reckon with like how he was raised and how he's raising his son, and he's like he builds bigger fences than anyone else ever could, and it's anyway. All right. This is supposedly pretty good. I'll never see it because I just can't relate. This is one I'm kind of curious to see. The Founder, starring Michael Keaton as the... It is the story of the founder of McDonald's and how it became a nationwide chain. No wonder everybody's been talking about that lately. I was like, why are people talking about the McDonald's founders? I heard it from three different people. That's why. Yes, and it's apparently supposed to be... It's like Ray Weil or something, right? Yeah, I think it's got a pretty good circuit buzz, um, and it's a little bit psychological a little more like because he's kind of a cultish figure oh so it could be interesting there um cool if anybody can pull that off it's keaton solace i haven't heard of this uh it's a crime drama mystery film apparently what uh, starring colin farrell anthony hopkins what the fuck jeffrey d morgan and abby cornish shit holy whoa (laughs) (laughs) what is going on here no, maybe not, but let me just see yeah. what this is. Okay, Solace Film 
It is... Look at this, man. Like, come on. All right, here we go. When FBI Special Agent Jer Joe Merriweather, um, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, also from Watchmen, is unable to solve a series of homicides, he decides to enlist the help of his former colleague, Dr. John Clancy, Anthony Hopkins. Have we heard this one before? Uh, a retired physician with psychic powers, and I've not heard that before. The reclusive Clancy, who shuttered his practice and retreated from the world following the death of his daughter and subsequent breakup of his marriage, wants nothing to do with the case. Dun-dun. He soon changes his mind after seeing disturbingly violent, vision, violent visions of Joe's partner, FBI agent, Special Agent Catherine Cowles, played by Abby Cornish, ultimate demise. When Clancy's exceptional intuitive powers put him on the trail of a suspect, Charles Ambrose, played by Colin Farrell, so he's obviously the killer. Fuck, I hate that. Um, uh, the doctor soon realizes his abilities are no match against the extraordinary powers of this vicious murderer on a mission. Huh. Eh, whatever, I'll see you one day. It was apparently originally developed as a sequel to Seven. Uh, really? Apparently. That's cool. Uh, Alright, uh, It has a 26 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Solace? Yeah, and a 41 okay. on Metacritic. I mean, did, did, how did I diagnose it there? Yeah. Right. Uh, we got Assassin's Creed. That's the big one I'm talking about. I can't wait to go see that. And it's going to be... Thoroughly disappointed. Right. It's going to be a huge bomb. <laughs> or it's going to be awesome. Probably the, the former. I mean, I really want to see that because I, just to see... I mean, ever since that game came out, it's been crying for a movie. It's so perfect. I love the concept of... You know, the concept of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, but I don't know if you know the, the mechanics. And I want to say it for people that don't know also... Um, the mechanics are in your DNA. Do you know this already? In your DNA, all your ancestors' memories are, are, okay, yeah, are yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So what they do is they create an animus that can extract your ancestors' memories, and when mm -hmm. you lay in it, you can relive their memories to learn their talents, to learn about them in their world. That's cool. Which is really awesome. The concept yeah, yeah. rocks. The execution has been mixed in the game, story-wise, but man, Callum Lynch, or whatever his name is, is kind of like not the character I wanted for this movie, but... It's what they're doing. So I just hope it turns out better than I think it's going to. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so that is one. We've got Passengers, yep. which could yeah, be... Could I don't go. even know what it's about still. See, my most anticipated are La La Land, Passengers, and Silence. Well, Passengers is about uh, basically like a colony ship sent to colonize an Earth-like planet after, you know, to start a new... Oh, and then something goes wrong. Well, no, no. On, they're on... They're put in hibernation... Uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence's characters wake up 90 years early. Okay. And so they're just alone on this ship um, trying to figure and out And then there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds great. Yeah. One of the big set pieces that looks really cool is uh, the ship kind of starts malfunctioning, and so she's, like, swimming in a pool, and the gravity turns off, and it, like, rises, and she's, like, stuck in this cheap, like, ball of water in the air, and she, mm. there's no gravity to let her, like, get out of it. So that seems interesting. So what you know what it sounds like to me? Hmm. The ship turned on them. Yeah, who Doesn't knows? that sound right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fair. I mean, potential. Piece of AI there. Yeah. Uh, Sing, which is the singing animals movie. <laughs> P.S. The girl next to me who loves uh, Joker and Harley's relationship, she literally said to me the other day, "Oh my god, that is my most anticipated movie of the year." To each their own. To each their own. Yep. Uh, Patriots Day, starring Mark Wahlberg and J.K. Simmons. John Marky Goodman, Mark and J.K. Simmons are in a movie. Michelle Monaghan, Kevin oh, Bacon. Oh, it's, it's, you know what this is? This is, um, what's that movie, I mean, that TV show uh, starring, um, Burt, not Burt Reynolds, um, uh, the equivalent of Burt Reynolds today. What's his name? 
Uh, it's another. It's got another Marky Mark. Another Wahlberg is on it. Donnie Wahlberg is on it. Uh, it's Chicago. It's a uh, Blue Bloods. Oh, Blue Bloods. This is Blue oh, Bloods. Tom the movie. Solomon. This is Blue Bloods. Tom the movie. Solomon. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, why him? Starring Brian Cranston and James Franco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Brian Cranston's not picking them lately. He has his pick. What's yeah. he doing? Except for Trumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's Zordon. Oh my God. He is Zordon. Uh, we missed. Yeah. We missed the most horrifying news story. Oh well. Oh, the what? That. Um, well, we didn't miss it. We're still recording. What Alpha Five looks like. Yes. Oh my God. Alpha Five looks so atrocious. Did, did What's Alpha Five? Uh, Alpha oh. Five is the cheesy robot in the original Power Rangers that. It, um, he's just a lovable little guy that says Rangers, Rangers. You know, um, he's like Zordon's and, um, assistant. Yeah, and he just hangs out in the lab with Zordon. That's they, that's what Alpha Five used to look like, yeah. right? Okay. Now, do you, now do you I got it. pretty pretty ridiculous. Got to admit. No, but, I mean, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, it's but fun. Like, you know, fun, just fun, a robot. Kind of like K Nine in Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Right. This then, is the new one. I gotta find. Yeah, where's the reboot? Reboot. There's one. Reboot. Alpha Nine. I Watch me perfect, think he looks badass. I saw the perfect response. No, you. To it, I too. can't. I can't. Here you go. Hold up. Finish loading. Yeah, I know. Wi-Fi. Uh, but uh, so yeah, sing is a thing. Brian Cranston. Uh, the, yeah, that's just a dump. Why him is just sort of like you know a yeah, ridiculous fun, dumb comedy. Th- comedy. Here is here. God Almighty. I have the picture. It just won't pop up. Yeah. I... I've got it with a meme. Hold on. So yeah. All right, right here. And you can you all appreciate this meme too. Right? Oh well, well there here. <laughs> no, read, read the meme. What the fuck are these eyeballs? No, no. What are here, these eyeballs? Here. Look at this. Look at the meme there. <laughs> Hi, I'm a registered sex offender. Know where I can find any teenagers for that attitude? It's this like, is what is that? What is, is this? I don't know. Is this a it's joke? A, it's a, no. Is this a prank? That is the official look of Alpha 5, as voiced by Bill Hader. Yep. I, anyway, so back to the movies. <laughs> yeah, so that's our depressing what, The problem the is the eyeballs. The rest of it is... <laughs> no, everything about, yeah, everything it, is about it is pretty horrible. You're right. Uh, a monster <laughs> calls, which is the like child... Let's make a, a, a child has an mo- imaginary friend that is Groot. Uh, but starring it's... Felicity Jones okay. and Liam Neeson as the monster. All right. Uh, Silence, which we talked about earlier, yep. that Kevin's excited for. Yeah. Uh, Gold. Mm, I've heard the title. I don't know what it's called. Though. Matthew McConaughey, Bryce Dallas Howard, okay. Edgar Ramirez. I don't really. Yeah. Uh, Toby Kebbell is in two movies that are literally one movie apart from each other. Wow. Uh, 20th Century Women. Which I've not heard of, but does sound like my kind of movie. And I only say that because Greta Gerwig is in it. Mm. But uh, Hidden Figures, starring Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Live by shot. Live by Night with Ben Affleck. Oh, it's Ben Affleck's new movie. Okay, Ben Affleck. I didn't even know Bill Affleck had a new movie. Wait, really? Here. Yeah, he does. He, just had he does. The... Live by Night. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then he just had the accountant recently too. Oh, live by night. Oh, this one. No, but this is director. He's writing, directing. Yeah. No, this looks amazing. This is a. uh, This is based on that book. This looks amazing. Yeah. So, uh, any of these movies? Yes. To to you that might end up on Live by Night. If I love it when I see it, Um, Assassin's Creed. If they don't bone it up, and Rogue One. Yeah, for me it's Rogue One and The Founder. I like Michael Keaton. Um, I like the concept, and it could go either way, but I, I don't know. It's it's a tough list. I've, I've been thinking of my list so far, and it'd be tough to break onto it, I think. 
you know, La La Land, I had heard about it a little, and then when I saw the trailer the other day, when I saw Egypt 17, I'm like, yes. This How is many are on your list? Like, top three? three? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we usually break it down with. Or that's what we broke it down as last year. Um, so, that's what I assume. Oh, we got other categories, though. <laughs> we'll see. we got to figure all that out. But, for now, uh, those are, ba- I guess those kind of represent we the movies see. we will we'll be, be seeing in the next few yeah. weeks. So, uh, I guess take us home. Uh, oh, right, I guess what should take us home. What, what, should, what you should go is to our home page and go to net to see written content. All of our materials. Yes, you yes. Should, you should go to thejoyofgaming.com for our archives. You should go to at thejoyofgame on Twitter for tweets or uh, follow any of us and we'll give our handles out as well. Yeah. You go to the Joy of Geek, the Joy of Gaming on Facebook, find those pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best place to go, though, is thejoyofgeek.net. That's that's the written content. Yep. And you can also find all of our podcast links there. there there's an RSS feed you can subscribe mm-hmm. to, yep. and then you'll get all of the goodness of all four of our podcasts. And you can find me at IndigoMaster on Twitter. That is E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Come follow me. My follower count has actually gone up recently for some reason. I, who knows with that? It could be spam bots. It's probably spam bots. Come be a not spam bot. celebrity Jordan Alsaka. You're about I, to have a book out. Be prepared to have some followers. I, we'll see. I, I do tweet, though, a good bit. Uh, but, Kevin? And you can find me on Twitter at KWSchafe. That's K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. And you can find me at Rich Lepore. On Twitter, you can also find my writing on thejoyofgeek.net, along with the rest of our writing, because we all write for that site. And I, actually, screw it, given when this episode's going to come out. Go to your comic shop, and you can find my book, theoretically. <laughs> Very theoretically. Yeah. Or you can make them order it. Make them order it. Terminal Protocol. And it's, if you live in, in previews. And if you live in North Carolina, come to Rocky Mount on December 28th. You can get it signed. Oh, by, right. Yeah, I'm doing By yeah. the man, the myth. Yeah. Jordan, I'll say Yeah, yeah, do that. No, I would love we'll to meet be anybody. There. I'll, I'll be there. So, yeah, yeah, Kevin's yeah. planning to be there. It's by the way, be... by the way, we ha- we do know for sure that we'll be at Oak City yes. this year. We will um, have a we, table there. All three of us will be at different points in the con, that is uh, Oak holding City down Comic the table. Yeah, Oak City Comic Con at the Raleigh Convention Center in March. I don't know the specific dates off the top of my head, but look it up. You can buy tickets. Um, Rich and I awesome. will be at Magfest hanging out as oh, we yeah, yeah. are yes. beginning of the year. Um, um, so you can also, uh, if you want to meet up with us there, shoot us an email, um, at, uh, what is, what is it now? The joy of the joy of gaming podcast at gmail.com. Do we check tweet it? at us? Just, just tweet, tweet us. Come on. Just tweet. Tell us who you are. We'll meet up. It'll be fun. Man, ask us questions. You know what? We'll do that. If you guys ask us questions, uh, what we think of different trailers or movies or specific theories, we'd love to do that too. So send us tweets at the joy of game or at For any sure. of our individual uh, Twitter handles. Because sure. we would love to interact with you guys more. You are assumedly out there. Or unless yes. they're just they're, bots. Somebody's downloading a shit ton of our episodes. Yes. Thousands of bots. <laughs> we have a lot of people listening to this, theoretically. It's I, it's all AI constructs. And when 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 Cybernet or uh, Skynet happens, they're going to keep us around to yep. just ramble. So yes, that's so. cool. Awesome. All right. Well, anyway, on that note, even though we haven't heard from a lot of you, we want to hear from more. Um, we do the, we would like to thank everybody that does listen. You guys are awesome. Oh yes. Um, and we, I know you're hope, out there. We hope. <laughs> yeah, I know. We know, know you're out there. You, enjoy. you don't have a certain number of thousands and not have people. And listen. if there's anything you want us to cover, you want us to talk about, write about, like that, maybe we have you haven't seen a lot of you know, all that jazz. And we us. can't wait. It is the most exciting time of year where we get to talk about our favorites of oh, the year. It's so fun. It's going to so be four fantastic one, episodes. Four episodes yeah. of that. 
which is just going to be super, super, super fun. Maybe special guests, the whole works. On that note, my name is Rich Lapore. I am Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. And we will see you very soon. Take care.